Hey, everyone. Today is Wednesday, the 25th of January, 2023. This is The Gap, episode 645. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore's here, and we're back, baby. We're back. We had to wait this long for me to recover from my hangover. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if... Uh, what hangover? What hangover? Yeah, you didn't get you didn't get one. But uh, I was... um, woof. It was pretty rough the next day. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't. Why is that? I don't really remember. Uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone. Do you remember crawling around on the floor? No, that didn't happen. <laughs> There's no way that happened. Was it because uh, I was stuck happened. in that fucking beanbag and I couldn't fucking get out? No, you were like, like hands and knees oh, crawling yeah. around on the floor. At one point. For <laughs> to go to the bathroom. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, shit, huh? Well, good times, good times. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, I listened to the end, and it was pretty entertaining, you know? Uh, yeah. largely incomprehensible, but, uh, like, funny. Dude, I made you sound amazing. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I listened to my, uh, my capture of it, like the, the, oh, right. the yeah. unedited portion. The job cut. Yeah, the job cut. I fucking which is like twenty six minutes longer. Uh, (laughs) I I basically grabbed the last like two hours. Mm. So what happened was I was editing that thing. Mm. It took quite a while because like you got to stick bits and pieces together, and it's like uncompressed and and like it like whenever you try and do something, it just takes fucking ages. Um, And then I was. And I put, like, little snippets in there whenever we do, like, the gaming categories. Like, oh, Elden Ring one. And, like, it's, like, a 30-second snippet of the trailer. Um, and there was a point where something was going on. And we were talking. And then, like, I skipped through to, like... I'm trying to find, like, the, the timestamps for me to put in. And, like, you just went from fucking, like, talking fine to, like, shit, something's wrong with Job. He's had a stroke in the last... Oh, yeah. Yeah. 20 seconds nice and i couldn't figure out what was going on and then i'd realized we'd lost like four hours of the the uh the podcast oh and i was like oh fuck like the recording's fucked up something's going wrong shit uh and that's when i like messaged you yeah yeah like, like can you resend that again, and then, uh, yeah because i'm like oh no like what if something's gone wrong with the like literally the end of this show is just fucked Oh. Um, but then I re-downloaded it. It just happened to be because the file size was, was so big. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Like, shit itself. Yeah. Um, so, thankfully, I just got that. Anyway, but yeah, that's when I... <laughs> like, I was listening to that, and I'm like, oh, man. I, uh, I need to fix this. And so I ran a filter over it. Mm. Whenever you talked, it would cut out the silence. And it literally dropped about 30 minutes in the last two hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you sound amazing in it. It's great. You couldn't That's, tell. You, you were drunk. You'd never know that I was I was <laughs> drunk. I, I think I was slurring a bit, wasn't I? Wasn't I? Oh yeah. No, you absolutely. You can't you can't edit that out. There's no filter for that. Um But no, in the in the job cut there's legit like fifteen second pauses. Oh yeah. I've cut out in the gap cut. And and like in the legit cut, in the in the in the, in the yeah, in the Luke cut, uh I I repeat myself a lot. But listen to that part. when there's 15 second pauses, it's extremely mm. noticeable because I'm like, <laughs> Marvel snap. 
Yeah, no. Like, and then two minutes later, I will have start. I'll start that sentence again, right? But I won't have finished the sentence. I'll just start again because I'm like, oh no, this. I'm not getting through to them. You know, uh, this is. I'm inferring this because I legit don't remember a fucking thing at all. Right. Uh, I remember my wife was mad because we ate all her pizza. We ate her pizza. Apparently, we ate her pizza. We didn't know. We didn't know. We were just eating. We ate whatever pizza was available. We were. I ate the one that I got, which was the. Uh, it's like a meat one. Yeah. Yeah. Barbecue one. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You know what I was thinking, right? Luke, Luke, before, like, a couple of things, listeners, that you missed out on before we started recording. But uh, first of all, Luke uh, forgot what time we start the podcast at uh, and jumped in half an hour early. I happen to be around, uh, so I'm like, oh yeah, let's let's just start a little bit early. Why not, right? Yeah. Uh, but Luke was adamant that we start uh, at seven o'clock instead of seven thirty, which is what we've done for literally an entire year. And, to be fair, um, I wasn't in here at seven o'clock. I was in here at ten past seven. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, true. I need to start working on this document early. And, and I you're like, yeah, we, we start at seven. Here. We start at seven. Uh, but you were ten minutes late. Um, yeah. anyway, and, uh, the other I thing keep is... keep doing that every week. I just, oh. like, keep bringing it back a little bit until <laughs> we get back to 7.30. Oh, yeah, right. Like it was your idea the entire time or something. Um, the other thing is, uh, we do this on Discord and we can see each other when we're talking. Uh, and, uh, Luke was like, you don't, like, well, didn't want to turn his camera on, right? And, uh, he's like, you don't need to see me talking. But my camera is on, right? So can I'm you see me now? See. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I can't. Because the stupid thing in Discord doesn't tell me. Like, right. it's just blank for me. Weird. Um, well, yeah, I can see you, and uh, yeah, and I figure you can see me, and uh, yeah. I was thinking, you know, what we should have done is turned on that Nvidia broadcast. Oh, the, the fi- filter. Eye contact, the eye contact fo- filter. Oh, how do you do that? Ah. Uh, no, it's going to fuck with something. Don't do it. Don't do it while we're already recording. But uh, I used it. I made another reviews and review. I made one for, for Spoken. And I used it. I, th- I was like, oh, I could just read my script. Like, I don't fully script the thing, but I do like write out notes on the reviews. And uh, I could just read that. And, uh, and like you won't be able to see because the eye contact thing will do all the heavy lifting. No, I did. I did like thirty seconds of it, and uh, watched it back. I'm like, it's a little weird, but it's not the worst thing. <laughs> and then when I was editing like the half an hour thing, the full full dealio, I'm like, oh my god, I hate this. I can't put this up. This is this is awful. I like first of all, I appear to be my eye contact is above the camera for some reason. Uh, I don't know what that's about. But also, like, anytime I actually make co- eye contact with the camera, it shifts a little bit higher. So, uh, yeah, it's like I was, like... It's like looking into the it's sky. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like... Yeah, exactly. By the end, I'm, like, like lo- just looking straight up. But it's like if you, like, miscalibrate, like, a light gun. Remember how you could you could do that shit and, and fuck everything up? Uh, yeah, I used to do it to my brothers all the time i'd like we'd we'd get uh the point blank we'd 
hire Point Blank. We didn't own Point Blank, so we weren't millionaires. But, um, and we'd set it up, and I'd set it up. And uh, while they were off, like I'd be like, oh, I'll set it up while you guys wash up, right? And they'd go and wash up, and while they were, while they were washing up, I'd calibrate the guns, and I'd calibrate player one gun to be really accurate, and then I'd calibrate player two gun to be just slightly off, and then they could never work out why I was fucking beat them. Uh, it was pretty, it was a classic. It was a classic stitch up. So, uh, yeah, anyway. That's that story. Good times, good times. Um, yeah, cheating at point blank. Yeah, fair it's, enough. It was easy to do. Right, um, what are we talking about? I don't even remember. Um, anyway, we're back. We're back. We're here. Yeah. Uh, anything exciting during the break that you got up to? No, man. No. No, Sorry. what about you? Nothing? Yeah. Watching TV and movies. That's it. Chilling out. Being chill. Oh, well, not chill. I'm too hot. My aircon's working real hard, and uh, I feel like it's going to break at any moment. Yep. Yeah. What uh, What was the best thing you, you watched over the break? The best thing I watched over the break. Any good TV, Shit. any good movies? Watch Die Hard. Uh, say it. Say what you were going to say. Go on. Go on, motherfucker. Average. Average. You're fucked. <laughs> You're fucked. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think I watched anything particularly fucking uh, mind blowing. I was gonna rewatch uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yep. But then I didn't. So uh, I don't even have a good story about that. You know. Fair enough. I, I watched. I rewatched Dracula Three Thousand. That was pretty good. You watched Dracula Three Thousand. It's got Coolio. It's got Casper Van Diem. Wasn't that 2000? Nope. There is a Dracula 2000. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but... No, Dracula 3000 is a different it's one. A and it's... You ain't, you ain't even ready. Like, I went to a... I went... I, I had a bike accident. Uh, which was, you know, very fun. Uh, some fuckhead cut me off in a roundabout. And uh, I had to ditch the bike to not uh, hit them. Hmm. And uh, they just drove off like they didn't give a fuck. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, it was probably for the best because I might have hopped up and while the adrenaline was still running, beat them to death with my Broke helmet. Um, yeah. No, there'd be no throwing my bike. It's too fucking heavy. Uh, but I did jack my uh, my knee up and my wrist up and I had to go get fucking x-rays and all that kind of shit. Uh, that was kind of lame. But um, I did it. Like I had the accident like literally half an hour before my little sister was coming down from Brisbane. And so I just sort of like taped like band-aid, put a band-aid over the, I like tore all the scar tissue that already existed on my knee, knees from, you know, other bike accidents. And um, yeah, tore all that off. So I just put a band-aid over that and sort of just like pretended everything was okay. And just got through the weekend until my little sister had gone home. But we went to this fucking magic bar in uh, in Darling Harbour where they do like you go in the bar and they just they have like five magicians doing all doing different styles of close up magic. And it was pretty fucking cool. It was uh yeah. That was probably the best thing I saw over the break. What about you, Luke? What'd you see? Um I watched a couple movies the menu. It was oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Really like that one. Um, some good food movies out there. People haven't seen them. Yep. Chef. Chef's great. Chef's old as shit. No. Is it? 
That's a 2014 film. It's nine years old. Shut the fuck up. Nine years old? It's nearly a decade old? Yeah. It's a great film. People probably haven't seen it. It's very low-key. It's got Scarlett Johansson in it. It was directed by the guy who directed Iron Man and is also in a lot of other films, in all the Avengers films, as it happens. I think there's like six Avengers in that film as well. Yeah, right? Uh, (laughs) Fucking nobody's seen Chef. Anyway, go on. What else was there? Um, Fablemans, I watched that the other week. Was it any Uh, good? No, I enjoyed it. It was good. I mean, Uh, it's it's a drama, so... What? I don't like drama. There's no... Yeah, maybe. There's no, like, action in it. Oh, there's action in it, I guess. Jo- old, um, old, old Joby's fucking peanut brain needs action to mm. keep the synapses firing. Is that what you're getting at? Huh? Yeah. I watched... Yeah. I watched... I watched drama? No, you don't. You I make do. drama. <laughs> you're <laughs> the one making drama right now, motherfucker. Um, um, there was an Australian film I watched called The Stranger, which is really good, with... Um, dude from dude from Mission Impossible uh, Tom fuck, Cruise Calvin Harris no that's the singer uh, <laughs> Sean Harris <laughs> oh um, that guy yeah and Joel Edgerton um, yeah right it was about uh, it's an Australian film it's really good uh, I think that was on Netflix and then what else in terms of TV uh, binged um, White Lotus really good right yeah, really good. Cool. So, just a bunch of other shit. Nice. So what I watch. Haven't seen the Abadar yet. Still I'm haven't seen it. That. Still no. haven't seen it. No. You haven't contributed to the $2 billion. It's my money. Mm. You could watch a, a cam rip of it. I could. Yeah. No, He'd I, love I, it. I mean, just assuming at this point it'll be on for the rest of my life, like at the cinema somewhere. Oh, I can just still watch never it. never going away. Stage. Yeah. 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 You'll go in to watch something else and then James Cameron will fucking bust out of the door and he'll be like, you f- you fools! You thought you could get away with not seeing it? Strap them in! And, and then the a bunch of lock. fucking giant blue people come in and they fucking pin you down and they velcro you into your fucking chair. And yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. Yep. Probably. All right. Look, let's get into some games. There's a lot here. We've got a backlog of stuff, oh, yep. news, stuff we've been playing, uh, and some new things. Stuff that's not out yet. Ooh. Previews. Secrets. Ooh. Uh, let's go through this list here. We've got the, uh, the forest on here at the moment. Jumped in um, to check out yep. the forest again. Got, yep. got, got a bit hyped about Sons of the Forest. So uh, and Been delayed. Did you see that? No. When? When, when did it? What? When? Couple, couple hours ago. Get the fuck out of here, it has. Yeah, they pushed it back to next year. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> He's got him. Unbelievable. I'm still checking. I'm still worried. No, there's still no release date on that game. <sighs> I know, I know, I know. Um, it's less than a month out, and you can't buy it. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to show up at some point, and I'm, I'm here for it. I just think they don't want money. They probably just want to give it away for free at this point. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, uh, they are huge geniuses who revolutionized the survival genre, so maybe they know something that we don't, huh? Did you think about that? Um, so, uh, yeah, got hyped for it. Found out that uh, Johnny Bravo and Clubomity on our Discord hadn't actually played The Forest before, and uh, 
we were like I was I was inspired. I was like, all right, well that's it. Let's play some The Forest, right? Uh, JB jumps in. We make JB like start it, start the start the game. Uh, he skips the opening cutscene, so he's got no no idea how the story's going. Um, but we all jump in and uh, and obviously uh, it was Nate and I were playing. Uh, as well so we had a four stack and um, yeah we skipped we sort of we're trying real hard to not tell Cleb or JP where to go or what to do because a lot of that game is about the you know the mystery and solving the mystery and the discovery and exploration and all that kind of thing so we're trying we're working real hard to you know preserve that um, and uh, yeah I get the bright idea to create a dedicated server because I got that machine that we use for the satisfactory server. And um, yeah, I'm like, all right, well, why don't I chuck it on there? I have a, I had a quick look. It didn't seem too difficult. Uh, it was more complicated than it initially looked. Uh, there was there was some involved shit going on with it uh, in that uh, it's not a good dedicated server system. Um the game had been out for years and they sort of just cobbled together uh, a dedicated server. Um, and so, yeah, it's real easy to, to fuck it up and uh, and go wrong with it. But managed to get it running correctly or as correctly as I could get it. And uh, yeah, we played on that instead. Then JB discovered Stranded Deep, which is... I don't know. I guess it's it's sort of like his. He was like, "This is this is like the forest, but better." But like it, it's it's sort of like saying, "Oh, it's definitely not." Like Friends is like Seinfeld, but better because they're all in New York and they're all friends, right? Like, yeah, I guess right. There are similarities, but that doesn't make it better. Uh, let's, like, focus, okay? The forest did it first. The forest invented all this shit. That's what's cool, okay? We're doing the forest. The new one's coming out. There's no fucking Stranded Deep 2. Uh, there might be. I don't know. Uh, Stranded Deep isn't bad, just to clarify. Uh, it's not as good. I, it's I definitely over the Yeah, it's definitely not as good as the forest. But, uh, yeah, like, we've had it since it first dropped. Uh, and... Like yeah, I like I like what it's trying to do. It just doesn't do it as good as the forest. Um, There's a lot of tedious like stuff you need to do with rowing to each island. Yeah, and exactly. That just takes so long, and um, like navigating all of that is just a pain in the ass. And you get to somewhere like, well, there's nothing on this island except for a couple of trees. Yeah, and, and you're some like, all right. sheets of wood. I go row again. Excellent. Yeah, I'm having a fucking good time. Um, yeah. But again, uh, I haven't jumped in with like a bunch of people for that. So uh, I'm sure playing with other people like alleviates some of the tedium and stuff like that. Anyway, not the point. Uh, JB gets distracted. And uh, like, as Luke would say, right? JB uh, doesn't watch drama films. All right. That's, that's what Luke would say. Right. Because he's so fucking, he's so judgy about people's attention spans uh even though he hasn't been paying attention to almost anything i've said for the last four and a half minutes i'm listening uh 
So anyway, so it's just me and Cleb, uh, and uh, hey, what? Cleb and I. You weren't there. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, just me and Cleb playing, and uh, yeah, like Cleb sort of picked up what he was supposed, like the the essence of it, pretty quick. Uh, so I won't. I wouldn't say we speed ran it. But uh, we did finish it. Uh, we cheated a little bit. Uh, and by cheated, I mean we got like, we got halfway down, you know, the hole in the middle. Mm. We got halfway down it and we found ourselves sort of like stuck. We couldn't find where we were supposed to go next to get further down the hole. And uh, like we must have spent like a good hour just running back and forth between caves. And it was just sort of annoying so I said, I said to Cleb, I'm like, dude, I'm happy to just fucking jump down the hole if you are. Uh, and that's what we did. We just jumped down the fucking hole. Like, uh, we'd worked out midway through that, uh, like midway through our spelunking that if you like hit like a, like a slanty bit of rock before you hit the ground, it negates the fall damage. So we did, we use that to sort of not have to deal with fall damage uh, on our way down. And uh, yeah, managed to get to the bottom a lot faster. Uh, yeah, which was good. Uh, we basically just skipped some, some mutant fights. And then obviously from there, uh, you go in and you do all the, the lab stuff. Won't go into too much detail, but uh, yeah, and then you finish the game, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good refresher. It was fun playing again. Um, hopefully, like it was a good reminder of what I'd like to see them do better in Sons of the Forest. There, are, there are a bunch of things, right? Like I would love to. I think what they did worked, uh, but like it. it you know, games have done it a lot better since. I would love to just have a fucking action bar to use weapons. I don't want to have to, I don't want to be restricted to four fucking weapons that I store on my backpack, right? Because it just sort of, yeah, it really exacerbates certain problems with the inventory. The Like looking at the inventory and it's all spread out there and laid out, looks nice. But when you're trying to find a specific small thing, like we were trying to make explosives and we needed to find coins and they're literally just a stack of coins. But like comparatively, it's about fucking three fucking pixels worth of shit. Like you can't see it. Uh, and it took us forever to find that shit. And yeah, like it just stuff goes in the inventory and it goes wherever the fuck it wants. And there's no real rhyme or reason to it. And I'm very grateful that you don't have to like manage the inventory you can carry as much as you like there's no weight or anything there's no encumbrance uh but yeah like just in terms of being able to actually utilize half the shit you just don't do it because it's it's kind of too tedious you know um the map thing as well i don't like having to find a fucking map before you can start making a fucking map um it makes sense like I don't know. I don't even think it makes sense. Like, uh, it's sort of okay in that, like, there is a, there is a 
period of that game where you don't have the map and you can't you're literally only navigating by landmarks and that's kind of cool but like it sucks that you just have no fucking clue where anything is and you sort of, you're sort of just like oh well we haven't drawn that part of the map let's try and get there uh, but once you have drawn all of the map especially in the caves when we're trying to do this fucking whole thing we're like well that's it like we we can't we can't fucking infer anything from this map anymore so it's functionally fucking useless and the little push pin that you use to track where you are on the map is never fucking accurate and yeah it's just uh yeah the map system's bad so they, i'd definitely like them to to do something about that but otherwise yeah oh and a better fucking dedicated server right like from day one hopefully they they really worked hard on making a good dedicated server because I got it working, but uh, yeah, it did sort of fall over. We built like a little treehouse system and stuff, and um, like it was it, that was good, but at some point it just disappeared, and I don't know why. And every and Drew joined us for a couple of uh, hours, and then he died, and he got full reset back to the fucking plane, and we couldn't work out why that was either, and. Yeah, like, it kind of sucked, you know? What like, do you mean he got full reset? Like, his character, he, he worked, like, when he died, because he died in yeah. water, he just got put all the way back at the plane. But we'd been, he'd been saving, and, like, with us the entire time, but he just lost all his shit and got put back in the plane like he was a fresh person in the server. Right. So that's His backpack disappeared as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, um, yeah, that sucked. That wasn't good. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, still a fantastic game. Still worth a play. Um, it's on sale? Well, it was on sale. Don't know if it is now. I think it's still on sale because there's a. Um... Oh no, I'm thinking of Satisfactory. Satisfactory's on sale. <laughs> Look out! What are you gonna get it's on like Steam instead? Some sort of building sale on Steam at the yep. moment. Yeah, the base builder fest. Um, 40% off, fucking hell. But I already own it on Epic. No joke. Don't waste your fucking money. Do it. Yeah, but it, like I could play it on Steam. Day. No, shut up. Uh, anyway, so that's... Oh, you can uh, play it on the pooper. You can, oh, you can build pipes oh while, God, while laying pipes. pipes. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, that's cool. it. Good stuff. Mm. Um, okay, Super Auto Friends is next on the list. Super Auto Friends. I was looking for something to play that wouldn't wreck my fucking phone as hard as Vampire Survivors. Wouldn't wreck the battery on my phone as hard as Vampire Survivors. It's actually called Super Auto Pets. Oh, I nailed it. Uh, Absolutely fucking nailed it. Yeah, so you said it wrong, even though it's, it's spelled pets in the in the thing yeah, uh, it is now it is now um this is a it's an auto chess game uh but it does some things differently so uh yeah it's you you have like a a stable of of 
things to buy from and uh, they have different powers and you can combine them to make them better. And yeah, it's an auto chess. But the, the twist is it's on a 2D platform. Uh, so you've got a team of five and your team of five fights another t team of five. The other thing is that the default way to play, uh, you don't like face other players in real time. So basically, you when you press like let's go, let's go to like end turn. When you press end turn, it saves your team and puts it into the, the cloud, and then it grabs another team that is at the same point of like you're at turn two. It'll grab another team that's on turn two and put you up against them, and then. So they're not actively playing. And so it sort of, it does some interesting things to the game's economy. Um, like if you come up against someone who's like using kangaroos, they're not necessarily buying all the kangaroos. So like that you can't or anything, right? Like it's not a shared fucking pool or anything. Uh, you just make your team based on what gets offered up in the, in the roles. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool. You you don't have to worry too much about like like timing. You can stop playing in the middle of a fucking like you can get to turn four and stop playing and then come back and like just go straight back from turn four again and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, yeah, the the two D plane means positioning positioning still important, but it's nowhere near as important. Like it you can't. It's still like you know when you're when you're winning, uh, it's still the difference between a victory and a loss, but uh, it's not like uh, I put my mages at the front and now I'm like super fucked, right? Like, yeah, like, or it's not on a 3D grid, so uh, 2D grid? 2D grid. Like, it's just on a line. So it's it's different. It's one-dimensional <laughs> puns um yeah so anyway um I, I i like it i feel like it is a little bit shallow though like the the main problem is like i keep i'm still playing it because i'm still finding interesting combinations but uh there you get to like nine wins the thing about how it selects your team too is it will it doesn't just take into account which turn you're on so you might be on turn 14 right and you might be on turn 14 with one health and four wins and it will find another team that has all those same stats right so if you're on turn 11 with nine wins and five health then you're going to come up against another like full gangster fucking uh, team. Someone who is really put together something special, right? And when you're playing and, and winning a lot and getting nine to 10 wins, because the game ends like when you get 10 wins, that's, that's the cap. That's what you're trying to get to is 10 wins. Mm -hmm. uh, when you get to 10 wins or 9 or 10 wins, you tend to see a lot of the same thing over and over and over again. You see a lot of hippos or someone like really built up a peacock early or something like that. They're all really cute animals and they all got different stats. The peacock, anytime it gets hurt, 
it adds plus something, plus two, plus four, plus six to its attack. So if you can buff its health significantly and then find a way for it to get hurt, then you can like turn it into this fucking remorseless killing machine, right? And the other th and the elephant before it attacks does one damage, two damage, or three damage uh, to the animal behind it, depending on its level. So at at it like with a tier three elephants, it's doing three hits of one damage, and if that's on a tier three peacock. And every time the elephant attacks, the peacock has plus 18 damage, right? Mm -hmm. So you, suddenly you've got this fucking monster peacock, especially if it's, uh, <laughs> um, especially if it's like uh, a, a high health like animal. And so then you're trying, like if you're deliberately trying to construct that, then you're going through all the other stuff that will stack health. So... Uh, if you buy a bunny rabbit, anytime you feed an animal food, it gets plus one health. And so you've got a bunny rabbit that does absolutely nothing. It's just there to give your peacock extra health. Uh, and then you're feeding it fuck tons of food. And you might have like a giraffe that does, uh, that buffs the animals behind it. And an ant that buffs a, uh, an animal at random when it dies. And so you, you've got your layout, right? And the pink, you've got the bunny last because it doesn't need to fucking exist. Uh, but you also don't want to... You, you want your elephant attacking as soon as possible. Then you've got your peacock second last. Then you've got your elephant. Then you've got your ants. And then you got... Oh, sorry. Then you've got your fucking giraffe. And then you've got your ant. And yeah. You're trying to get all the, all the buffs on the peacock to do as much damage as humanly possible, right? That's one one potential build, right? Probably seven wins that build in particular, right? Depending on depending on how quickly you're able to ramp up your peacock, seven to I've won with the peacock. Uh, the hippo is a really good one. Anytime it knocks out uh, an enemy. It gets plus four, plus six, plus eight health and damage. And so one of the, th the, the things you see a lot of is uh, these, these like zoo style, zoo style teams where uh, if you've got a, what is it? A cricket. If a cricket dies, it gets replaced by a one, one, two, two or three, three version of itself, right? If a sheep dies, it gets replaced by two two twos, four fours, or six sixes of itself, right? And so you come across these teams that are literally just about their initial things will die, and then right at the back they've got a, a turkey or a horse, and that'll buff whatever spawns mid... Like, if something spawns mid-match, then the horse or the turkey will buff it. And so they'll have like, yeah, these sheep and they've got fucking tons of sheep, but the hippo is making more health than the sheep can do in damage back with each kill. Plus it's also ramping up its attack the entire time. So that by the time it gets through all of the sheep, if it gets to something that's actually pretty nasty, it just fucking wallops it. 
Hippo is a really easy way to get to fucking 10 wins. And that's kind of the problem. You find these really easy ways. And when you try to do something more interesting, like I had this, I've got this theory that I could use a bore uh, to like sort of ramp really fast. But uh, to get the boar, the boar is like a tier six animal. So I've got to wait all the way to the end of the game. And I've got to, like, there's a, there's a low percentage chance that I'm actually going to get this fucking thing. If, if it doesn't show up, I need to have something else going on. But whatever else I've got going on, it's probably going to be better than immediately pivoting for a boar unless I literally roll it early type thing. Anyway. There's like there's quite a bit to it, but also like uh, because it's because the economy doesn't matter that much because of the way it's laid out and stuff. There's a simplicity to it where you can sort of just get away with doing the same old thing quite often. You know, um, this is just using the the free to play basic pack. I haven't paid any money. You could buy more animals, but like, for whatever reason. Well, like, first of all, they're extremely expensive. Like, fucking $15 or something. And second of all, uh, like, the the game doesn't put you up against people, up against teams that are using other animal packs. Right. So, it feels like I'm playing against probably the biggest pool that I could in this game. Why would I spend however much money to like maybe lower the amount of fucking people I'm playing here. So that's fucking weird. I don't know. I, I, just, I don't think they've thought the monetization through. Right. Yeah. It'd be kind of like, um, I don't know, dead by daylight. Like, Oh, you've got this killer and this person doesn't. And therefore when you play survivor, you can't play against those killers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Right, like, like yeah, you're you're dividing every time, you're dividing yeah. the, to the the pool every time, you release a new expansion thing, and, and the people that don't have that have it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add on that one, or we keep rolling here? Uh let's keep rolling. Keep rolling. Uh, we'll keep things in the same sort of wheelhouse here. Tiny Tactics is a game that I, uh, I think I picked it up on the last podcast where I'd sort of been playing it around about then. Um, but it's, it's, it's got these uh, auto chess battler elements in a tower defense game. Uh, and the way it works is the board that you're playing on is pretty much similar to set up like a, um, like a chess board. Uh, and there are elements on the chess board. Could be things like bushes or... Um, or water or, or blockades, um, different levels of blocks, things like that. And you are trying to stop the enemies from getting to the exit. Uh, and you do that by purchasing towers. And each of these towers have uh, different abilities and also um, they're, they've got different classes as well. Uh, and there's about 100 plus types of uh, towers that you can get. And uh, the idea is to um pair up all these classes and once you start getting more than a certain amount they get buffs and so it might be like you need uh three knight towers and then once you get the three of those knight towers they'll be buffed up to like the next level of whatever that is and then the uh 
the next tier of that will be like uh, you need six knights and so it's finding like combinations of these things that work together um to buff them up and hopefully stop the various enemies that come into um that come into the the board against you um and the way that you level up these towers is it's very similar to an auto chess game where you have to get uh pairings so it's like a matching game so you start off with like say one knight tower and this specific knight tower could be a guardian and you've got to like uh flick through your hand that you're given and you might get um you know out of these 107 different types of towers so like there's they're all split up into different different tiers and so there's like tier one all the way up to like tier five um and when you start the the game very early on you're kind of given just the tier one towers and then as the game progresses you slowly start unlocking different tiers and the idea is to um get three combinations of the same tower to level them up to the second star rating and then you do that again three more times and that levels it up to the third star rating and that's kind of the max you can get and each of these um ratings increases their either ability damage or their uh their class damage as well uh and so you kind of want to get the bigger these towers bigger as you progress but at the same time don't like hold yourself back and just level up all your level one towers like some of the level like the three star level one towers um might not be as good as like a level four two star tower or something like that and so it's like learning when you've got to rotate out of different combinations and 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 just give up on that sort of uh you know certain classes or certain classes that you're looking for and switching to something completely different um so there's quite a bit of strategy involved there and trying to figure out what you should be playing with and that sort of stuff um it's a really fun game it does uh, some really neat things i think for the most part it's put together really well it, its biggest problems lie in how the ui is designed and um how it sort of communicates information to you or how it delivers that information uh it, like the biggest the biggest sort of problems i sort of face with the game is that because the 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 core mechanic is around um acquiring towers and matching them to level them up it doesn't make it really clear like when you've got a combination of another tower like um so that for instance you'd be like oh, i want to I want to get knights. They're the, the ones I want to get. And I pick up my guardian. I put that guardian on the tower board. And then I, my next hand that I'm dealt, um, the second guardian is there. I'm like, cool. But the game doesn't actually like tell you that, hey, you've got this guardian already. Like, if you get this one, we're already going yeah. towards these things. Yep. It's kind of just like, what do you want to pick? Uh, and then you pick up the second guardian and it's like, all right, cool. And then eventually like, you get the third guardian and that's when it tells you oh you can level that up and it's like highlighted and it presents it as this will bring it up to level two but it's missing that step between where it's telling you like you should get the second one of these yeah um and then also things like later on as the game progresses as well if you maybe um get that level three uh guardian and then you start rotating back around that becomes a problem where it's like do i already have that like do i need to be making doubles of these things already so that whole it kind of comes back to that like not relaying information properly um yeah and also it, it kind of makes it hard to figure out when you've potentially got 
Um, mo most of these towers have like either two or three sort of classes assigned to them. Um, and so not everything, like not a, a knight class might have uh, like a slayer class also attached to it. And not, but not every knight has a slayer class. Like the, the knights could be a mixture of, of these different things. And so the, the idea is that you'll eventually have this like culmination of six or seven different classes and they've all these classes are like buffing you up in these different types of abilities um and sort of the problem again on the ui comes to you get a really good indication on on the left hand side of the screen of like oh you've got six six knights and three slayers and um a couple of assassins and that sort of stuff but you can't see on the game board where these like line up like where these things are it's not like you can hover over the top of the class um icon and it's like oh here's all your classes this is where they're sort of situated on the game board um or this is where your scouts are like generally scouts are enemies that um uh well they, they're normally put on like uh, certain tiles tiles there but you might want to place your snipers in certain positions most of sniper classes will be ranged heroes and in order to find all of them it's like oh, i've got to fucking individually click on each one to find where my snipers are um, as the game progresses to like lay them out in good places so like a, a couple of just non-existent ui um things that are the, there uh but at the same time there are also problems with the ui in terms of how it's laid out and situated i think that it covers up some of the game board sometimes and yeah. there's an actual button that you can press that you it'll like hide it for you and sometimes that like when your game board is in play and everything is up and, and rearing to go uh sometimes it like covers key aspects of the game and you'll have like a weird you know this 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 uh thing over here is covering like half of your board uh sorry half of your bench like what are the things sitting on your bench you can't really see them or you'll go to like try to click up and pick up a something on the actual game board and you accidentally purchase a new tower mm. and just like really finicky stuff like that um so I think that they've got a few things that they can sort of work on in terms of the UI. And that's where most of the problems I'm sort of having are in terms of that game. Like, I'm still enjoying, um, you know, all the sort of different puzzles that it kind of throws at you in terms of, hey, you can play this level this way and just beat it. But also, if you try and use these specific units, you'll get a bonus. Or if you finish this level without taking any damage at all nobody escapes then you'll get like some more incentive to do that so um and each level is kind of structured in a different way sometimes the mazes are, are laid out a little bit differently i've started getting into um different biomes where the elevation is quite different or it starts storing in like water elements and so some of the units move slower in the water and and stuff like that um, so it kind of feels kind of, uh, it feels like it's got a, um, a lot of variety there, which is kind of cool. Um, but it's, for me, it's been a, a really good, like podcast game or something I chuck on while I'm, I'm, I'm watching something in the background and I can play a quick, like 20 minute game and, and be over and done with. So, um, yeah, really enjoying that so far. It's not too expensive. It's currently 10 bucks on steam. Um, on sale at the moment because of the I'm assuming because of this uh, uh sale there's That's buildings and it's on yeah yeah um so you can check that out it's called Tiny Tactics on Steam uh it's it's pretty fun it's interesting uh to hear you talk about how the UI is still probably the biggest problem with it 
because mm. I already owned it. Already owned yep. it. Uh, and I played it uh, in August last year. And I think I was complaining about the same thing back then as well. Yeah. Look, we know what we're talking about. That's it. When we play those games. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a shame. And it's the kind of thing where I, 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 uh, I was like, oh, maybe it's early access game. But it's not. <laughs> yeah. Like, that just seemed like something that you'd pick up almost immediately. Like, that's yeah. within a couple of hours, like an hour of me playing, I'm like, oh, here's a bunch of problems. It's yeah. just sort of, you know. But it's fair enough. Like, it's an indie game. Probably have other things to deal with. Like, it's not huge game breaking problems, but it's just like little nitpicky, nitpicky things that, um, you know, really sort of detract you from the moment where you're trying to um, have some fun with it. But it's still a really cool game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, another indie game here is uh, Peglin. Uh, I talked about this, I think, yeah, just before the end of year podcast, I picked it up. It's an early access game. It takes like um, Peggle and throws it into like a roguelite game um, with some really weird elements. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you've been playing this. It sounds like I didn't put this on here. I, I did put it on there. Uh, I yeah. woke up the day after the end of year podcast and uh, <laughs> with a had, collection of new games. Yeah, I had fucking <laughs> Peglin in my fucking in my game library. I'm like, uh, and and Neon White was back at the top for some reason because I got it sorted by recent. Uh, Neon White was back at the top for some reason, but um, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is Peglin? jump in and i have played it for 15 hours uh yeah i love it man uh peglin's fucking great uh what a great recommendation um to whoever that was to whoever whoever <laughs> said that that was worth checking out um it's it could use more content i mean i've played it for 15 hours because uh my wife and i play it like on the like using Steam Link on the TV, and uh, like we sort of just go level by level, and uh, like do it that way. And I've only played it for that long because we keep trying to like. There's we haven't fought all of the bosses yet, uh, but we're only one short. And yeah, like it's cool. It's it's uh it it is pretty close to the ideal the the idea at its core which is uh like what if slay the spire was a peggle game basically uh and yeah you can like you can create this really clever deck that does like exactly everything it needs to like you've got the balls that exactly was, so the way it works is you've got these you know you, as you go through as you win battles uh, you get extra balls and just like in Slay the Spire sometimes you're better off not actually like acquiring a ball you're better off just going with nothing and keeping your fucking your ball roster really tight but it also like makes you lose a turn if you run out of balls so you want it to be of a certain size uh, but then you there's also relics and so again like Slay the Spire uh, you want to like fight as many elites as possible so that, because when you beat an elite you get a fucking relic 
And these relics can do some really interesting things. One of the good ones is when you reload, uh, it doesn't cost you a turn. And so suddenly you can have this like really small fucking deck of balls uh, and just like cycle through them fucking really fast. And it changes everything about how you play. And uh, yeah, you can just have, you, yeah, you got these, you got these balls, they're buffed up, you play really well, you hit all the pegs, uh, and yeah, you, you can earn a win. Uh, and then at the same time, uh, there's a relic where um, you no longer gain gold, you no longer acquire gold, right? Uh, at all, right? Which is uh, not like, you don't absolutely have to have gold, but it's very helpful. Uh, you can buy like new balls, you can re-up your health. Uh, and if you go to the shop, you can sometimes buy relics with it. Uh, but generally I, I use it to like level up a ball and re-up my health. But you no longer acquire gold and instead every single time you hit a coin brick, uh, the game deals your current damage to the first enemy. And we, we did this one time, we were at the start of tier three, like start of the, the third act. Uh, and uh, we've, the third, that, that act was done. Like we'd won it about, I don't know, eight minutes later. Like usually an act takes like 15 to 20 minutes and we just, like things were dead. Like rounds were over before like the game had registered what had happened. Because it just sort of like you shoot it out and it would scoot down a, a run with a bunch of hitting a bunch of gold bricks and then like the first thing it'd die and then the second thing and then it'd be done and the ball wouldn't have even bounced hadn't even bounced yet it's just uh ridiculous fantastic and so yeah you've got those kinds of things as well but like you could you couldn't pull that one off if you didn't if you hadn't prepared earlier you need to make sure you've you've got enough money in case you do need to heal and stuff like that and yeah so that's really cool peglin's really cool i just need like way more peglin basically I, I need more of it you know like it's yeah i just need more yeah. but it's in early access and they keep doing new stuff so that's cool uh, i see there was a new patch i didn't didn't look at it i haven't played it in a little bit but uh yeah Anyway, um, it's oh yeah, a couple of new relics. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's a, it's a great game. It's fantastic. Definitely recommend it. Does it ha so the thing I wasn't sure about when I played it was, do, does it have any like um, elements where as you're playing, you're, you are accumulating something to make yourself more powerful? No, there's no meta. There's no matter right. thing. It's yeah. just you just start it and off you go, you finish it and that's it. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what they the, what they could do is like, you know, it, it talks about there being more characters later on and yeah. uh, they could do the Slayer Spire thing where you unlock more relics when you get a full win and stuff like that. That'd be good. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's still early days, I guess. Yep. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, okay, let's, uh, we'll keep going here. We've got Soulstone Survivors. This is another game I, I picked up um, over the break and it is I, I guess it's like vampire survivors but 
a much prettier version. Yep. Um, and I've put a couple hours into this one. It is, uh, it's a lot of fun. I think it's, in terms of the comparisons between like vampire survivors and and soulstone survivors, this feels a bit more active in terms of stuff that you're doing. Yeah. Um, like I get to the point in, in vampire survivors where I could literally just leave the game there for 10 minutes, walk away and come back mm. and be like, all right, run around the screen. Now I'm good. Yeah. Uh, like I kind of felt like I solved the problem. The game was trying to deal with you pretty <laughs> yeah. early on. Yeah. And uh, Soul, uh, Soulstone Survivors doesn't really feel like that, at least what I've played so far. Um, and I've put in about three and a half hours at this point. Um, and it, it does some interesting things with like being able to apply curses to your game and make things harder. Uh, and that allows you to like get extra bonuses and unlocks and that sort of thing. And there's like this giant... Um, skill tree system that you can unlock and different types of characters and there's a ton of different maps in there um, and there's like a you know you complete one level and do you push yourself and go to the next level or do you like bail and take all your 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 soul stones with you and um, so it's doing some cool stuff like that and uh, yeah it seems I don't know from again it's that type of game where you can jump in and games at least the games I'm playing at the moment are done in like 10 minutes they're, they're super quick uh, but at the same time if you want to sit there and keep playing for more than 10 minutes you can then push yourself to the next tier of level um, start again and, and face off against harder enemies and get like bonuses and that sort of stuff so um, if you're into I guess the uh, survivors the vampire survivors genre or what's the other one that you magic the, survival the, yeah. magic survival um, this is probably one to check out as well it's not super expensive. It's about 14 bucks on Steam. Um, and it seems to have a, a bunch of content. It's, it's also in early access. And it's definitely a much more interesting looking game than um, than uh, Vampire Survivors. So Yeah. Um, and you've got, you've got also enemies that aren't just like chasing you and, and uh, you know, trying to hit you. Like you'll be dodging stuff that shoots you or things that drop from the sky and... Um, that sort of stuff so yeah it's kind of cool um so that's soulstone survivors it's available on steam it's a pc game and that is it by the looks of it yeah yeah, yeah this this i talked about this one a while ago as well um yeah, yeah it's a an interesting tweak on it because it is like you said a lot more active yeah a bit um, more active yeah because uh, there's yeah there's there's sort of yeah a little a, a slight dexterity element to it you know mm. which is good yeah yeah um another game i've been playing uh, finished over the the holiday break the dark pictures anthology the devil in me um this was the uh the end of season one i think they're calling it the dark pictures anthology um it's is uh i think it's the best one they put out in terms of that i think there were four games they released um i've played all of them uh, and this is by far the, the best one they've done. It, it surrounds a... Uh, they're a documentary team that go out to an island to uh, to investigate this this house where people have died and things go wrong and they start dying. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like um, a twist on like Saw, I guess. We're right. in like a murder house um, where this house is has some deep deep dark secrets and, and, and weird things are going on in it 
and uh yeah it's it's definitely a lot more fun than like fun in terms of the themes that it's going for compared to the last couple of games they've done um so i quite enjoyed that it's got some some neat cast members i guess the biggest one they've got is uh, jesse buckley is in there as the, uh, one of the main characters um but yeah i don't jesse know man buckley. like who's jesse buckley what do i know that name she was in like fargo the latest season of fargo did you watch that no no pick something good pick something good uh, i'm looking through her casting list and none of this stuff you'd know yeah no fargo chernobyl she's in chernobyl oh all right i'll just look her up eh? yeah because like in chernobyl it could be anyone all oh, right yeah okay <laughs> that chick yep she's she in the lost had... order why didn't you say that yeah. well because you don't like dramas because i don't watch dramas right yeah right, right. yeah right. yep so um yeah anyway that's uh that's a lot of good fun they so they've done um man of Medan, little hope house of ashes and this was the fourth one for season one uh, and then season two is some sort of space game there's a teaser at the end of it uh it's not a spoiler like they've released this um but it's it's a space game so i guess we'll see i don't think they've announced the cast for that one as of yet but um we'll find out at some point i'm assuming it'll be this year because they're doing one pretty much every year at this point and uh yeah they're, they're cool fun that you knock them out in like 12 hours um yeah if you're into those sort of choose your own adventure movie night style games and and you're looking to pick up at least a dark pictures anthology one that's the one you want to go for right so check it out the devil in me hmm. um what else we got here uh we're ramping into the good stuff here Let's talk about this. It wasn't was on the list before, but I remembered that I, I, I have one, so uh, and I, I'm pretty sure I can talk about it now. Uh, Sony sent me through the PlayStation DualSense Edge, which is their new fancy whiz-bang controller. Um, they're, uh, I guess, trying to go after the Xbox um, you know, premium controller that they've got, the Elite. I've got one of them. Uh, that's this one. That's this one here. I've, got, I've actually got... I've had both of them at this point this is a series 2 one um and i use this for my on my pc mm. it's it's very good um extremely sturdy feels amazing it's got like interchangeable buttons all that sort of stuff and it is uh yeah highly i don't know i, I highly recommend it but if you're the type of person that likes playing with um uh controllers on certain games on pc or even on xbox i guess you can play it on xbox um i guess the the biggest factor here is that the prices for those things, the Elite Wireless Series Two, yep. is about two hundred fifty bucks. Um, you can pick them up. The uh, you can pick up some other variations for about one hundred and eighty, one hundred and ninety in certain places, depending on which ones you're going for. Um, the, there's like a core white one, which is not the black standard, but it's that one's a bit cheaper. It's about sixty sixty bucks cheaper. Um, anyway. So uh, Sony is coming to the fight with their DualSense Edge controller and it is a, uh, a premium version but the entry price is where it uh, sort of can be a bit funky for some people. It's 340 at recommended retail price at this stage. Mm. Um, Crikey. So basically it comes in this like white uh, case 
it's in terms of have you got a wireless um elite controller no no okay so that one also comes in a case i'm going to be comparing a lot of this stuff here because that's the best way to do it yeah but that comes in a, a case um it's it's more of a you know a bit more in terms of like the comparisons here the playstation one is like a hard case it's it's a very nice um uh, white color the playstation white that they've gone for on the consoles uh, it's a type of thing where it feels like the travel case is designed to be put into you know somewhere where you're traveling into your suitcase and you can put things on top of it and that thing is not going to get damaged whereas the uh the xbox travel case is uh it's it's not a hard case and so it's a bit um it's something you got to be like a bit more wary of when you uh taking that thing as an actual travel device um it's got like a little hook on it that you can use something that's really interesting is is that like on the back here there's like a little flap that you can open i don't know if you can see that oh, but yeah, i see that and then the controller like sits inside and you can actually charge it i guess right which is interesting um yeah. and then on the inside you've got the actual controller itself yeah um and then it comes with a bunch of interchangeable buttons. Uh, so much like the Elite, you can change the thumbsticks on this thing um, to different uh, to different heights or different like concaves, depending on what you're into. Mm -hmm. And so, for instance, like I don't know, Joe, this is weird on a podcast of doing it, but like, yeah, there's like a bunch of different uh, length buttons that you can stick on this thing the interchangeable basically the entire face of the controller comes apart and you can pull buttons off and stick them on together and right and customize it yourself the uh the back of the controller has sections where you can put paddles into did, so did it come with paddles yeah it comes with paddles cool so i don't know if you can see that I, i've chucked I, it on I there see them, yeah so that kind of comes out and there's like two different styles there is a uh a, a long one and a, i think it's called like a half dome um it's a really right. small one yeah um and that's kind of cool for like i guess racing games or or things where um one one way i haven't really played a whole lot with it in terms of uh, those particular buttons but one way that that could work out really well is if for instance you've got your your thumbsticks on um on uh you've got your hands like this right in a, in a position where yeah. your left hand is on the, the thumbstick, your right hand is on the, the buttons, right? And if you want to press the right R3 button on yeah. the controller, yeah. your your hand takes away, right? Yeah. Whereas your you could set that R3 the button to be, to be behind here, behind right. you on, on, like on your the, fingers. On the, on the flappy paddle, yeah. Yeah, on the flappy paddles. And then so if you're not taking your hand away from those buttons anymore, which yeah. is... I guess what they're trying to to have with these these paddles on the back yeah. um to, to be able to like customize it yourself and set up different things in games um so you can go and do all that fancy stuff it comes with uh yeah so like all of these buttons are interchangeable they come apart all that sort of stuff um you can mess around with it there's like another there's a function button here i don't know joe can't joe probably can't see it no but there's yeah, right yeah. here oh yeah i see it yeah, anyway, yeah so of. there's these two buttons underneath the actual thumbsticks they're called function buttons and you can press that while you're playing and they serve as like being able to change your profiles on the fly or you can set them up as other buttons as well um 
and gives you a bit more customization there. And then so on the back here, you've got your normal trigger buttons, your L1, L2, um, and then you can adjust the throw on the uh, on those as well. So if you want to um, make them really short, you kind of just click the buttons on the back and then the, the actual throw on the, the R2 is much, is much shorter. It right. kind of stops it from going all the way down. Um, very similar to the the xbox elite controllers so like in terms of what it's doing functionally pretty similar yeah um to what the elite does um i guess the biggest difference here is that the uh the the d-pad um it, the directional pad on the uh the elite has this um like a ton of access on it it's like a circle basically yeah um and you stick that on there and it turns the d-pad into like a a massive circle that you can push buttons down that's kind of like the one thing that they're not doing on this thing at this stage right um but everything else feels really good like all the it's it's a very weighty controller much like the elite is a is a it feels a lot more premium than your standard controller yeah um those ones go for like 120 bucks i think at this point your, your standard types of controllers um yeah it's a really nice looking controller it's got this bevel on the touchpad um the uh the way it's like the buttons feel i don't know they feel a bit nicer like they're they've they've got a, a like a click to them um you know a bit of you know something's going on there they're, they're like premium buttons um so yeah like i don't know man it's i like using my elite controller yeah but if, if you're the type of person that likes using the like likes having that symmetry of uh of the the thumbsticks on a playstation controller yeah um then and you're after a premium a premium controller this is absolutely like the the way you would go with it um yeah but i guess the price point is a little bit high it's a little bit higher in terms of what uh, xbox is offering um but it's a really good like comp like they're doing a good job in terms of competition uh, other than the price is a bit higher Everything else feels really good. Uh, all these changeable buttons comes with a really long charge cable, um, which is longer than the the uh, the Xbox one that I've got, which is handy because I can charge it while I'm playing, <laughs> sitting down, um, which is really neat. And then uh, there's also a bunch of profile settings that you can set up on the actual PlayStation to customize, like all those buttons, um, how far like you want the dead zone to be, um, all that you know all that sort of stuff on there so there's a bit of tinkering on the software side as well um you know being able to set up multiple profiles and interchange them on the fly you know maybe you're playing a uh but let's say it's like battlefield's a pretty good example where you're driving sometimes and sometimes you're flying and other times you're running around on ground you might want to have different button layouts set up for each of those things and you can change them um you know, you can change the, the sensitivity on the fly. As yeah, so when you get in a tank, you jack the sensitivity up 10 times so you can move the <laughs> yeah. fucking... So you can move, so you can look around <laughs> really quickly. Yeah. Uh, so you can cheat. PlayStation yeah, letting perfect. you cheat. Finally. On there. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, it's it's a really cool control. I haven't had like a ton of time to play. I've, I've, I'm still playing like the Through the Last of Us um, at the moment and I played a, like an hour and a half of it yesterday with the controller. And it's great. Like, it works really well. I really dig these. I I'm a fan of them giving people the opportunity to, to like, try these premium controllers because um, that's the sort of way that I enjoy playing these games with these 
premium controllers like it just i don't know they feel a lot better in my hands so yeah um yeah like i don't know the i don't know the last time i've used a normal xbox controller yeah right because all i've been using these elites for years now at this point right i think they're 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 great so um yeah these will be out i think they're out tomorrow or today at this point yeah yeah looks like um uh, tomorrow the price is just too much for me it's a lot man because i'm definitely team symmetry yeah and i mean yeah you make it sound real good it's just that's too high an ask i think it's a type of thing where you probably need to get your hands on it to be like oh yeah this is kind of cool yeah um and you probably want to have those like that functionality there as well like having those extra buttons if you're the type of person that's going to use that stuff that's where it becomes like a all right maybe this will be handy for me but if you're just sort of using it for normal gaming or like you know it's not the type of thing where you get one for your kids to play with because they you know it's going to be a sturdier controller but you don't want to break a 400 a 300 dollar controller as well and i already bought a new controller recently right (laughs) do you do you want to know what i bought sure it hasn't arrived yet. Uh, it's Steam coming from deck. it's coming from the states. No, think think dumber. Uh, Is it a control of your phone? No, for the Steam Deck. No, I, I will use it on my Steam Deck, but uh, it's for something that no longer functions. I don't know. Oh, Stadia. Stadia. Yep, it's a Stadia. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They're just giving them away. <laughs> the the news came out that they were um, that they were switching on Bluetooth. Apparently, it always had it, yeah. Uh, but they just had it turned off because they preferred Wi-Fi. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I jump on eBay, and uh, some some dude in Florida was selling his for fifteen bucks, uh, brand new in box, or so it says at least uh brand new in box and i figured he was just trying to like shift he was just like oh maybe i can get 15 bucks for it because this thing doesn't fucking work anymore Mm -hmm. uh and so i bought it and now they go for a lot more well not a lot more but like 60 bucks so uh yeah yeah. uh apparently they're they're decent you know yeah yeah no um yeah fair enough like you could use them on tv i guess (laughs) <laughs> on the on TV, yeah, or on the Steam Deck, right? Like that's what I figure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what I was gonna say is, uh, what's really interesting about these controllers is the, um, uh, the the back buttons they're putting on these now. So the the yeah. Elite has it, the DualSense um, Edge has it, and I think it's like I would love to see them in the next gen, like have them be standard, like have those buttons be yeah. on there and give players, sorry, or give developers oh, yeah. two extra buttons. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then you can map, you know, stuff on there. Um, like if, if they just if, if they just went to the, you know, because they obviously talk to each other, right? They, they don't make this stuff in secret. Yeah. Um, like just go to them and go we're going to make these back buttons standard and then xbox and sony talk to each other handshake go yep cool let's do it um and that way we've got a a standardization across the board for for this sort of stuff yeah and and next gen games can start using these two extra buttons and give developers more um more tools to play with 
because yeah. I think they're great. Like, have the, the problem with it now is that you can only map them to existing buttons, right? Yeah. Uh, and so it's not like you've got two extra buttons and what do you want to do? Maybe the software will get there at one point where it's like, they like macros. Like, oh, when you press this, it'll do like yeah. crouch and shoot or some shit and yeah. dolphin dive. And you're like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> like that sort of stuff. But at this at this stage, like you can just map it to different buttons and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I want to see it go to the next step and be like, these are default buttons. Yeah. Let's call them, I don't know, back, back B. Back, back B, back B, R R4 and L4, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yep. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I'll keep playing with this. Um, but it's a, it's a really cool uh, premium controller product. But at the same time, it is premium. Like it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll see how it goes for them. But you know, maybe they'll uh, drop the price at some point. Maybe. Um, and it, there's obviously a market. Like, Microsoft has been putting theirs out for a, a while now. <laughs> and so, there are people out there want these sorts of things. Yeah. Hmm. Um, all right. What else do we have here? Oh, God. Another game. Um, I'm not ready for this one. Oh, yeah. uh, Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'm excited for this. Yeah. So, um, this is... I need to get my... my preview up for this well you're just gonna I, read out your preview no because i don't remember do you want like, me to read out your preview for you it's got so much um all right what do we get what do we get right, this? so this is a game in that is... course of history thanks to scientists the soviets <laughs> yeah, became victorious get. in world war ii through advanced technology the world of atomic heart has robots flying vehicles when, and sophisticated <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so uh this is a game that is on i guess a lot of people's radar Purely because it's got this like weird visual style that is very reminiscent of like a uh, like a Bioshock or like a Half Life um, um, retro futurism, right? Yeah, these really cool, like interesting looking worlds, um, and the trailers they put out have looked phenomenal. Like yeah. this will break your computer because yeah, fuck um, my computer, maybe not yours. Yeah, no, mine will be fine. Yeah. Um, like so it's getting a lot of buzz in terms of visual fidelity like people are very amped about that yeah uh, and so i had a chance to play a couple of hours of it it's made by um a russian studio called munfish who works out of cyprus um and basically it is about the uh the the world war ii happens um something has gone wrong in the timeline don't know if there's time travel happening but something weird's going on uh, and technology has advanced to a point where things that are in the world shouldn't be there. And so you've got this world in like the 1950s where there are um, uh, there are uh, flying vehicles and weird weird contraptions that people put on their head. Um, but the, one of the big things is that uh, consumer robots has become a um, like a, a lifestyle thing. They're sort of all over the place. And they help the um, they help sort of civilization um, in their day to day lives, and you as a character um, play this like ex KGB operative, I think KGB um, operative that is uh, like helping helping the uh, the government or the people that you know need to get shit done, um, and while you're doing this, you're uh, 
the the place you're at the facility gets under attacked by the uh the the robots that are around the the world and uh and they're like basically set upon everybody and they're trying to break into this um this facility and so what happens here is that you're you're taken on this like very reminiscent like the half-life train sequence or the um the the bioshock um underwater sequence where you get on the thing and it takes you through and it's like here's the what place they call it? bathysphere it right yeah yeah um whereas in this one you're sort of walking around oh it's kind of reminiscent of like a bioshock infinite as well this one you're walking around and you're interacting with the world and talking to people and um you run into like hey check out this weird contraption i've got and um and that sort of stuff and and so you you eventually uh that's when like at, at a you know 10 15 minutes into all this stuff shit hits the fan and and that's when the robots start attacking um and you eventually get whisked away um to try and figure out like what is going on and why are they attacking and and how can you stop whatever's going on um and so you you basically get up and you get to walk around you find a melee weapon and off you go you start adventuring um and for the most part the first couple of hours at least are pretty linear um which isn't a bad thing um but i think the thing that surprised me most is the combat is completely different to what i expected i was i guess going in for a uh you know a bioshock-esque uh, type of gameplay from the videos that i've seen yep. and almost immediately i was like oh it's not this game it's not that game at all it's it's a very like slow paced um you know very weighted combat uh and the very basic enemy that you come up against right off the bat like takes six or seven hits for it to go down right um and then when they do hit you they cause quite a bit of damage uh and so it's not like it took a little bit for me to get used to in terms of the combat because i kind of just ran in there was like let's go uh and then this thing hit me and i was like oh that did a lot of damage and then after like six or seven hits i'm like this thing is not going down uh, mm. it's, it's taken a couple uh but what it does do is that it at least from what i've played so far i never really went up against any more than two robots at that particular point and yeah. so it was like here's one robot and it's like you doing the dance of the fight like it attacking you and you dodging out of the way and like waiting for openings to be able to jump in and, and hit it um and it's got this very like tactile feel about the combat like when you hit something it causes like damage on the uh like the casing the armor of the these robots and you can start start to see like the inner workings of the bits underneath it and something that i didn't get to uh experience myself but something that developers talked about is that you'll at some point be able to like expose weaknesses on these enemies and then you can start like using that to your advantage by by like knowing what you need to go for and to right. deal with these things quicker which yep. i think is kind of really cool um very like um like horizon zero dawn or something like that where you take body parts off and you'll eventually be like oh there's the weakness thing on on it um yeah whereas i think this is more not necessarily you're going to be taking body parts of things but you'll eventually know like what the weak spots are and where to aim your gun at and that sort of stuff later on um so you kind of start off with a, a very heavy late uh melee focused weapon you are um 
stealthily crawling around uh, this this facility. You are um, looting, um, picking up resources, that sort of stuff. And one of the really interesting things I've done in terms of looting is you've got this this glove in the game called Charles, um, who is an AI-driven glove that talks to you as well. Um, and that thing is able to... It, it, it's basically like a hand vacuum um, and you hold down the loot button and you move around the environment and it just fucking sucks everything up. Like paper goes everywhere, drawers open um, and whatever's in that drawer kind of flies out and and you catch it. Uh, and it's just kind of a really elegant way of the like looting rather than you just fucking mashing on everything. You run around and like, I'm going to open up all these drawers and pick up things. Like you just hold the button down and just run around and shit goes everywhere. It's really... Uh, it's good. It uh, at the same time it sort of reduces looting to a, just holding a button down, but sure, like it's fucking quicker than yeah than most other games. Mm. Like meticulously opening drawers and trying to find all that sort of stuff. Um, so as you're accumulating all these resources and everything, um, you end up getting new abilities in the game um, or new upgrades, and it could be things like you unlock a, an electrical ability for your glove. Um, and you're able to use that to do like stun damage on these robots and then you can go in and do like a uh, you know a heavy attack or later on you might be able to unlock a, um, like a levitation ability you kind of like pull them up off the ground um, or you can and then like throw them heavily back into the um, to, to the surface um, of the ground again or the environment or you could shock them or like there's like different combinations you can sort of use um, but they're the two main ones that I sort of played around with was the electrical electrical one and the levitation um, system uh, and so you're basically like looking through these environments very linear based from what I've played in these sections right um, and there's a lot of like picking up diary entries and looking at computers and like all that sort of stuff you kind of expect from that you know stealth based game um, there are security cameras around that will alert enemies to your presence if you don't deal with them. There are events that you can crawl around to avoid some of these things. There's different types of puzzles that are involved. Um, you can like sneak up behind these robots and, and take them out stealthily. Or you can you know, just try and take them head on if you want to. Um, so a lot of that stuff is there and it's, it's pretty um, robust in terms of, I think, how you kind of want to approach that. Um, but at the same time, again, it is like a really challenging type of a combat system. Uh, and then they kind of fast forward a couple of hours into what is like an open area aspect of the game. And I think this is how you get from different facility locations back to these like close knit um, indoor interiors. And this, this sounds interesting from what they talked about in terms of how this outdoor area behaves. And so it's kind of like, there are a bunch of systems in these places where um, where they sort of communicate with each other. And for instance, like there might be, there's a system called dandelions and that's kind of like the, um, the uh, surveillance system that the robots, that the facility has that alerts the robots to your presence. Um, so you can find like, uh, where the central hub is for that and go and switch them off and it allows you to you know progress through this without having those problems but there's also like a bunch of other systems in place that are spread out around that you can go and interact with 
and you'll be able to turn them off and it, it sort of makes your uh the, the way you progress through these areas a little bit easier or you can sort of just like run through them and do whatever you want and so there's a bit of exploration involved in these um in these locations um but what i, I didn't really get my head around how they all work with each other um because i kind of had like an hour to play this right. this section and it was kind of like we're jacking you into you know however far into this this demo this is um so it wasn't like a smooth experience it's just kind of like here it is and it's kind of this is what what it's all about and you know there's an outdoor area and all that sort of stuff um and these are the different systems and they they talk to each other and you can choose to to, to play with all this stuff or you can just you know try and just leg it and see if you get through um so that is all there and you can you can mess around with it so I, that's the one thing that i'm like if if that part of it works and it's interesting and it's not like repetitive and just like oh, i've got to go do some far cry shit i've got to go climb yeah, the tower yeah <clears throat> like that stuff could be re really uh interesting in terms of how that works with each other but if it's just literally like switching off um surveillance systems then it might get pretty tedious yeah. real quick yeah um but the the uh the interior stuff is 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 what i quite enjoyed i had fun with a lot of that stuff there's like uh different puzzle elements that you can mess around with as well um i got to check out some of that there was a boss fight that i i did um which is quite interesting because i'd watched that boss fight on the ign video i and was like this game is not what i expected it to mm. be and i was like this this someone was fighting this boss for like 15 minutes and then the video just went to black at one point because they didn't finish it uh and then I, I got to play that boss fight um and i was like it's all right i've seen what this is like i i kind of get it i know what to do um i've watched it blah 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 and as soon as i got in i changed weapons uh which is something that the ign video did not do and so they were just using a melee weapon the entire time and i pulled out like an assault rifle and <laughs> I did it in about three minutes. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Um, but it like that fight in particular was was kind of interesting because they, um, you know, it moves it moves around like a lot. This boss fight and it and it has different attack patterns. It'll like you know bounce on the ground and the shockwaves come out and it'll sort of charge at you. Not super hard to to deal with, but at least there's some variety there. Um, yeah. but what that really showcases is the, uh, and I think that where this game, uh, they put a lot of attention into is the animations. Um, it just looks really slick the way things move around and, yeah. and, uh, and how they behave with the environment and that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think overall, like visually, it's a really interesting looking game and the combination of how the animations, um, work with each other. It just, yeah, it's just got this look about it. And so that, that was kind of the main draw of what people really, I guess, attached themselves to when, when videos of this game started coming out. And yeah. it looks like they, they continue to do a really good job with that. Um, the build I played was a little bit buggy. I don't know how old it was. Um, running into a few weird things that were going on in terms of the gameplay and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a pre-release build, so I guess we'll see what happens when it eventually comes out. Um, but it seems kind of cool. Like I'm, I'm definitely like I'm interested in play play more of it because the the you know the linear the interior stuff that I that I got a chance to play the first like two th two and a half hours seemed kind of neat. 
Um, I guess we'll see how the combat evolves there. Because like I said, there's upgrades and abilities and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, I guess how that sort of evolves as you progress further in the game and then how that attaches with the outer elements is like, I, I don't know yet. Like it's unforeseen at this point, but um, I enjoyed what I played and uh, it's, it seems like one to keep an eye out for because it could be like a surprise, you know? Yeah. Not, not a surprise hit. Like, just surprise! Oh, this is kind of cool. Like, this yeah. is fun. Like, I don't think it's going to blow anybody away in terms of what it's doing. Like, I didn't see anything like that, but it could be just a, a really neat, um, yeah, neat game that comes out. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, if you got Game Pass, then... Yeah. As always. Yeah. It's just like there's been some really lackluster first-person... Um, games recently and this seems like it's at least trying yeah. something visually to do it's doing something visually is a bit different um, and the, the combat and all that sort of stuff is you know something that's it's not groundbreakingly new not at all Yeah, but you know if, it, if it's going to work then at least it'll be fun so yeah um, anyway that's called Atomic Heart and it's available next month so pretty soon yeah around the corner yeah cool alright um TV stuff quickly uh sure HBO's The Last of Us is now um streaming yep uh two two episodes are now out as of this recording uh I've watched both of them have you watched both of them I have yes yeah so this is um the uh HBO series based off of the video game Last of Us by Naughty Dog uh, starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey as Joel and Ellie um, and it is uh, a, I guess the story is uh, the post-apocalyptic world where a fungus has taken over the population and uh, it's survivors trying to deal with that situation uh, I think it's it's been 20 something years at this point yeah. yeah yeah 20 years yeah yeah since it's happened um it's really good like, yeah really good they've yeah. nailed it it's so awesome uh i yeah i i agree 100 percent. uh i think so far i mean yeah two apps jeez man like shit the the i don't know it, it looks real high quality uh the acting's great uh yeah the 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 little like before scenes and stuff the the start you the know cold opens yeah fucking <laughs> so good man uh and yeah it's got pedro man fucking the new king um yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it helps that they've they've got like the guy who did superhero movie, filming um, <laughs> this. <laughs> that's that's it. And the guy that that wrote uh, the Hangover uh, two. two and yeah, yeah. and three uh, and, and and a bunch of like the scary movie films. Like I think that helps yeah. quite a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. They they really <laughs> they they went and found someone top quality for it. No, Craig Craig Mason uh I, I think that's how you say his name uh did 
um, what's it called? Uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl, yeah. Uh, before he did this, and uh, I think, yeah, there's there's uh, there's an essence there uh, that's carried across. Uh, just the the way it handles bureaucracy is mm. um, yeah fantastic. Yeah, he he's on like a weird um change in direction in terms of what he's doing. He wrote he wrote an episode of Mythic Quest um, backstory in season two. Um, oh yeah, which uh, was a C CW yep. um, episode. Uh, so he wrote that one. Uh, Rob McElhenney directed that one. And he's also, uh, he wrote the Borderlands, uh, upcoming Borderlands movie. So that, we'll see. Is that still happening? Yeah, man. The, yeah, that's still happening. And the thing is, and this is like, I'm not making this up. It, like a bunch of people keep putting this on Twitter, like really high profile people in the industry being like, apparently that script is one of the best scripts in Hollywood in the last couple really? of years. That's All what right. keeps going around. All right. Um, so we'll okay. see how how much they fucked it up in terms of the directing, but apparently the script was amazing. So cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, so Craig Mazin is the um, is creative on this one, as well as Neil Druckmann, who is the um, co-creator of the the Last of Us, um, who is is heavily involved in this show, and he also directed episode two, his directorial debut. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, they did a pretty good job. So yeah, yeah, man. Like I don't know what else to say. It's 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 a really good show. They've nailed two of the episodes so far. We've got a couple left. Um, I think it's like March, around about March. I'll finish. Yeah, it's a yeah. ten ten ep, right? Or is it oh, okay. eight? I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah. Um, apparently the third one is uh, generally the pick for the best of them in this season. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. It's a nine-episode season. Weird, right? Whatever. Um, yeah, but episode three is the fucking tits, apparently. So I'm excited cool. yep. for that. Um, but yeah, and yeah, that's it. I don't know. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's kind of promising. Like, this is probably one of maybe the best adaption of mm. Mortal Kombat. Um, obviously, yeah, obviously. Uh, that's out there and it, it's we're seeing this uh, sleuth of adaptions right now in the pipeline yeah um, and, and Sony seems to be all in on that they've got Uncharted Last of Us God of War there's a Gran Turismo movie coming out Oof, yep. with David Harbour uh, and Orlando like, Bloom yeah and Orlando Bloom um, and so they're pretty much all in on on like elevating this medium. And uh, sure. judging by the reception, sure. they're the all in us. on elevating the medium, <laughs> not you know maximizing their revenue streams. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, the Last of Us did really well for HBO as well. It was the it's like their mm. biggest show since the Game of Thrones IP, mm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, if you haven't checked that out, that's on. Uh, What's it on here? Binge. Yes, it's on Binge. It's on Binge. In Australia or, or HBO. Or VPN America. into HBO. Yep. Yep. Wunderbar. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Right. Uh, we got one more game here, and it's an old game. It's called Dead Space. Dead Space. Job's been playing old games again. Uh, the new Dead Space. The new Dead Space. It's the remake. Dead Space remake. 
Uh, and it is a remake. It's not a remaster. They have built it, rebuilt it from the ground up uh, in a new engine. Motive have. They've changed uh, the ending. Uh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't mention the ending. New engine. Engine, you fuck. Oh. Um, oh, change the ending. Uh, <laughs> See, there's time travel involved. Oh, my yeah. God. Why are, you, why are you trying to get me assassinated? Um, yeah, this, is, this game is why uh, this episode is coming a little bit late. It's not because uh, we were canning on on Australia Day. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think it's fantastic. I think there are a few little things that aren't perfect, uh, that, that hold it back from being perfect, but otherwise I think it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, I had to stop playing it after five because I was having crazy fucked up nightmares, uh, which has severely hampered my ability to finish the game. But uh, yeah, I, th I think it's fucking phenomenal, man. Like the fucking, it looks spectacular. Uh, it plays so well. Uh, my biggest gripe is I'm playing on medium because I looked at the, the difficulty settings and they didn't seem terribly interesting. So I'm like, I'll stick with medium. Um, but I, I only played Dead Space on the Xbox 360 originally. And uh, mm. playing it with the mouse and keyboard. Holy fuck. I'm, I'm a fucking... This game is was was hard i found dead space to be hard on the xbox 360 but in like on mouse and keyboard baby i'm fucking blap 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 like fucking get the fuck out of here like four shots and everything's dead uh or at least that's how it was for a little while things have gotten more complicated um yeah the like the story of dead space has always been the fucking the tippy top right the the fucking the standout uh it's always had one of the best horror stories uh, ever uh in a video game right like not which is why uh john carpenter wants to make it right right and he would make such a fucking killer it'd be f fucking weird as hell it'd be weird as hell but i would oh i would love it uh, he, he put something up the other day not the other day like pretty recently being like i wanted to make it but someone else is now some shit <laughs> Rumor, oh well, yeah, he was like rumor has it someone else is is directing, uh, but that might have just been a deflection. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he he would fucking kill it, right? Like he he loves Lovecraftian shit. He he loves like that kind of that gore, and he's a fucking master of that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that would be fantastic, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Still, uh, they should like. Yeah, I don't know. When they get done with The Last of Us and Gran Turismo, uh, maybe they should fucking give uh, this one a punt because uh, yeah, he's going to make a, a football ultimate team. Ah, uh, yeah, FIFA ultimate team. Yeah, movie that makes sense. Yeah. You have to buy, you have to buy money every ten minutes to keep watching. Pull down the lever on the slot machine yeah. to keep watching. Um, yeah. Like yeah, the story. Oh my god, it'd be it'd, it'd be fucking great. And yeah, it's just, it's fantastic being reminded of it. I've heard some complaints. I won't name names because you know they're theoretically under NDA as well. Uh, but I've heard some complaints from people saying that they don't like that um that Isaac Clark talks. All oh, right. Okay. 
I do not understand that complaint at all. Uh, like, what's like it? Him, him being a silent protagonist didn't add anything to Dead Space, in my opinion. I'll tell you what, uh, we didn't talk about it, mm. but in Atomic Heart, the main <laughs> character <laughs> should be fucking silent because he's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, you are. You said so. He's you preview, so right? fucking like, bad. You hate it. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so yes, silent protagonist is fine sometimes. Sometimes, but uh, yeah, no. Isaac doesn't need to shut up. Um, I like him talking. I think it adds to the characterization. It adds to his um his plight. Uh, he's there to try and find his girlfriend. Uh, and he's obviously on the fucking the event horizon uh so you know why wouldn't he have something to say about some stuff um so i like that shit um the, it's got this like seamless thing where it uh it never shows a loading screen uh and uh, what do you do with the elevators then it's like that game had tons of elevators right yeah yeah that's 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 where it's not showing a loading screen so you just stand in an elevator yeah, but it's not. It doesn't take very long. Um, I, I haven't had one that, where I actually felt like, oh, oh, the old elevator situation, eh? I remember that. Um, but when you first load into the game, it takes about four minutes to fucking build, compile some shaders. Like legit, took long enough that I was starting to think if I had to, like, message you and Nate to see if you had. <laughs> You guys had had the game crash while compiling shaders because it took a long time. So prepare yourself for that. But then after that, it never does it again. Um, and oh, it'll probably do it if I upgrade, uh, update my fucking graphics drive. So guess I'm fucking not doing that. Um, yeah. Anyway, and uh, yeah, there's just like if you enjoy Dead Space. This this isn't a situation like fucking. Uh, Callisto Protocol. No, it's, yeah, it's definitely not a situation like the Callisto Protocol. Uh, no, it's not a situation like The Last of Us Part One, right? Where you're sort of like, oh uh, yeah, you, like just the remaster was probably good enough, right? Because what The Last of Us Part One added wasn't, you know, that that good. Uh, Dead Space, a lot of what it adds is pretty subtle. Uh, but like it, it changes up the story and it builds it out a lot more and you know instead of fucking standing there listening to fucking audio logs or reading them in fucking in the menus or some shit uh, the audio logs play and there's like a, con a contextuality to them where they're able to tell when you're like in the shit uh, so they'll stop playing and stuff like that, uh, which is good. So you don't have to fucking stand there and like listen to someone yapping. Um, on the like, occasionally you might come across like a like a security capture, and it captures like a hologram of what happened in a room. And in those moments, you do have to stand around because you're watching what happened in a fucking room. Uh, you can't really take that one with you, but um, the like they're used sparingly and they're usually worth watching anyway. So, um, like the yeah, they just build out this fucking phenomenal story, uh, which largely already existed in Dead Space, but now it's presented so much better. Um, the fucking tippy toppy thing that Dead Space does is the peeling system. Uh, you aren't fucking ready, man. It does this thing called peeling. 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 Yep. Okay. 
So every single, like, the, the bodies have layers to them now. There's a layer of clothing. There's a layer of skin. There's a layer of fat, muscle, uh, sinew, maybe some more fat. I don't know. Uh, and then bones. And when, you, when you've got your little fucking plasma cutter and you shoot something in the leg, right, uh, it'll take the first shot will strip everything away down to the bone. And you can see it. Like, it's hard to tell because you're panicking, but they like, you can fucking see all of this core just strip away, and all that's left is like a fucking, like a, I don't know, a tomahawk steak type thing. Like, you're like, holy fucking hell. Uh huh. And then, like, I got this one clip where I put down a proxy mine. And uh, a necromorph like crawled into it and it was fine. It had like a regular head and stuff and then it crawls into the, into the uh, mine and it doesn't die to the mine, which I was annoyed about at first, but then seeing it crawl closer and the peeling, it's like all it, all it has is this grinning skull and like layers of flesh peeled back from behind it. And I'm like, holy fuck. Like, that is some shit. Uh, yeah, it's just next level gore. Uh, you, you blap them in the fucking guts with your plasma cutter. And they like their guts just spill out and shit. Uh, yeah, the art design in this is just on point in terms of some next level gore shit uh it is fantastic uh from that point of view i really appreciate that mm. um yeah there were some things that i was thinking like i wish they'd fucking done something about like i don't like the like you you can you can now go zero g anywhere which is something they've borrowed from dead space two and three uh, not anywhere, anywhere, but in any zero-G environment, you can now just sort of float around. In the original Dead Space, uh, you sort of just, like, hopped from one platform to another because you had your fucking gravity boots or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you press the button and you would, like, jump. Yeah. Um, now you just sort of skirt, like, scoot around. But it's not a very good system. Like, they could have they done some work on that. Uh, you've got forward thrust and side thrust but you don't have vertical thrust or anything like that what does it add uh, in terms of like gameplay oh, they, changes they, they alter some of the puzzles and one okay. of the boss fights and stuff like that to, uh, to accommodate it and um, I think it works quite well the puzzles in general uh, are better than I remember them being like more involved more interesting than I remember them being um, but um, yeah like they could have I don't know. The controls in general don't re haven't really kept up with modern times, in my opinion. Right? Like, uh, it it could it could go a lot further. Uh, I would love a fucking turn around button because the problem is like it's like the one in uh, God of War that you never found. That I never found exactly, but I have looked. I went and looked. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. Um, it's very close in. It's, you know, like God of War, like those kinds of games. It's, it's 
it's very tight and there's very little peripheral damage uh sorry peripheral vision and uh so you do wind up taking damage to shit that's off screen and uh he runs real slow and uh yeah i don't know like a dodge mechanic uh or a turnaround button or something like that would have been better right mm -hmm. uh especially considering uh callisto protocol right which had a dodge mechanic it was fucking awful but it had one um it, callisto protocol was different because it's a it was a melee focused game it's a 4x game as well 4a game 4a game yeah quad a they called it oh did they i missed that yeah it's the first quad a game ever made damn damn uh, i had no idea um because you keep going ah this sucks um anyway uh yeah it had a dodge mechanic this this you know is a ranged game but like dodge mechanics are a thing they exist just let me fucking dodge right most of the time i only want to dodge because i'm stuck on geometry and i can't turn around to look at what the fuck i'm stuck on uh i would just like to be able like agile enough to get unstuck right it would it would oh, like it would fix a lot of I haven't died uh, outside of... I died very recently when I finished a boss fight, exited 0G, uh, but I didn't land before I exited 0G, so I sort of just flew out of fucking door, and then it did the transition back to being on the ground. But uh, it put me in the wall. Uh, nice. That was how I most recently Wait, died. Like it in Interstellar. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um hey spoilers um uh, anyway and um yeah like uh, but i do cop a lot of health i take a lot of health damage uh when i get stuck on geometry that's m one of the most common ways for me to actually cop a hit is because i'm stuck on geometry and uh, i find it extremely frustrating uh and not at all tense or horror-y it's just annoying uh, and so, yeah, this feels, it feels like something they could pretty easily fix with just a simple button that allows, uh, would allow me to fucking quickly move from my current position. Um, what else? The director system's pretty cool. It's got this, like, sort of like Left 4 Dead director, right? When it realizes that you're being a, like, a chicken shit little motherfucker and running between, like, two, two points and, like, just trying to farm up enough credits to buy something at the store uh a it will throw enemies at you to keep things interesting and b uh it won't necessarily drop fucking credits for you uh it can determine on the fly what it's going to drop uh mm. and uh yeah it's good uh if you're going to play it i heartily recommend focus on this only take with you the guns you think you are going to use because the director will only drop you ammo for the guns you currently have in your inventory so if you walk around with every single gun in your inventory you're going to have a wide array of fucking ammo for a bunch of guns you don't currently have equipped and you'll have nothing for the guns that you do have equipped um the director seems to like operate on a real fucking razor's edge in terms of fucking ammo uh which i like i'm constantly out of uh, ammunition constantly having to switch weapons uh to something that might not be 
as perfect. Like I've got, I've leveled my fucking plasma cutter, the default gun, all the way up as much as I fucking can. And I blap things from fucking all over the place with that thing. But uh, my other weapons I have neglected pretty heavily and they aren't as good. And so I wind up in situations where I'm, I've run out of plasma cutter weapon, uh, ammo and I've got to fucking make do with some, some garbage. And I could probably fix it by uh, by leveling those weapons up as well, but then I I find another way to upgrade my plasma cutter. And I'm like, ah, I'll just do that. Fuck it. Anyway, um, yeah. I don't know if there's anything else in particular. Um, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about, like, sales on this one. Sure. Um because the price of it's a little bit high, I think it's a it's going for ninety bucks. Yeah, um, right. I'm wondering if it's going to be a little bit too high for a game that is a uh, you know it's a remake. <laughs> True. I mean, obviously, like The Last of Us had success and that sort of stuff, but that's also The Last of Us. It was um, even more expensive. Yeah, the Last sure. of Us was more expensive, right? So by comparison. Yeah, this feels like it should be like a seventy or eighty dollar game, like a maybe sixty nine, seventy, like that sort of price point. Like playing it, it feels high quality. It feels top notch. Sure. Uh, it's the same price as the Callisto Protocol, so, and it's significantly better than that. So you know, um, I would, I would, I would look at EA Play Pro, right? Like. Copper month at EA Play Pro, uh, and you can play Dead Space, and then I don't know. Spend the the last the other week of your month finding out how bad Battlefield twenty forty two still is. Yeah, which we'll get to. Ooh, we can do that now if you want. Sure, let's do it. That's get all I got news. on Dead Space. I mean, it's fucking yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I I I would. If I uh, hadn't gotten a review code, I would have bought it, probably, because uh, I love Dead Space, and I would have been very happy with the purchase. Yeah, I gave mine away, so hopefully I can get another one. Oh, um, what a dum dum! <laughs> um, yeah, that's so that's out. Uh, by the time people hear this, it should be out. Um, the embargo is a weird one on it. They've, uh, I don't know. It seems like they're not confident. They, but that's, it, it sounds like it's pretty good. Yeah, it did like, seem that Codes way. came in late too. It did, yeah. But it's yeah. not that long a game. Probably no. 15, 20 hours. No. All right, well, let's do some news. Uh, there's quite a bit here because obviously we've got it's a couple of weeks to catch up weeks. on. Yep. Um, Battlefield 2042 uh. is going back to a class-based system. Uh, they put out a, a blog post about this where they blamed people... As they do. As they do. Uh, but the best part is, where's the line? Let me try and find it here. It says, uh, specialists at launch were polarizing to some of our players yeah. with feedback, particularly around the loss of cl class identity uh, and a shift from familiar gameplay flow that you were used to. All right, so some wording here is, obviously they're, they're blaming players, but it says we're polarizing to some of our players, mm. which makes it sound like not everybody, but just some of them. And yeah. so far, we've changed the entire system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, four of you found this p polarizing. <laughs> uh, and so we've four changed everything. J yeah. 
fucking weird way to put it. Um, anyway, so they, they're basically... Uh, do you want to talk about this? you probably read into it a bit more than I have. I mean, yeah, like... They're, they're changing it so that every specialist now slots into a class and classes can only, like, take with them certain... Um, certain weapons so not everyone is able to take a rocket launcher right yeah. Um, yeah it's no longer like the specialists have their special abilities and that's what they anyone can do whatever they want like everyone can carry a sniper rifle yeah um actually the weapons the weapons are still pretty like everyone can do that shit oh the, cool yeah so they changed, changed is <laughs> uh classes get bonuses with certain weapons right uh so uh recon get like a a steady scope at all times and a very fast like a very fast scope time which doesn't seem very balanced but uh you know i guess we'll see right when it when it gets introduced um but the yeah only engineers get rocket launches um yeah assault class gets extra ammo right off the bat type thing um I am worried that if they don't fucking like nerf vehicles into the dirt from the outset, hmm. then vehicles uh, which are already pretty overpowered will just become even more ridiculous. Right. And because because they're basically taking three quarters of the potential rocket launchers off the fucking off the field, right? Because if you like playing a certain specialist. Uh, that no longer matters, right? Because that specialist might not be able to use the rocket launcher. And then previous battlefields, that wasn't a problem because you didn't get attached to fucking specialists because they didn't have fucking special powers. Like, you're not having to give up your fucking wingsuit or your grapple hook so you can take a fucking rocket launcher. You're not having to give up having f the fun that you want to have in the game to take a fucking rocket launcher, right? And the other part to that equation is that the game was balanced around how many rocket launchers there could be uh, because because of the way the classes worked, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But the game, well, last time we played it, didn't feel particularly balanced uh, for infantry players against armor as it was. So... Yeah, removing rock people with rocket launches is just going to make it worse. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, I don't know. It's not out yet. We'll have to wait and see. It's coming yep. later this month, they say. But uh, yeah, who knows when that will be. Mm, yeah. It's still weird that they're even bothering at this point. I'll get sued, I guess. That's um, it. All right, let's uh, keep going here. Justin Roiland is in a lot of shit we, at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so there was some uh, some stuff happened with him a couple of years back that somehow went under the radar. Yeah. Um, it was in relation to like domestic violence charges, uh, and f I guess someone dug this up. I'm not sure what, who the actual source was, but it's been. Um, sort of been brewing over the last couple of weeks and it kind of came to a bit of a weird stance today where uh, Adult Swim has 
basically confirmed that they've cut ties with him um, and will no longer be working with him on, I guess, Rick and Morty, which is the TV show he's most famous for. Um, but on top of that, his uh, game company, Squanch Games, which recently released High on Life, and he was the CEO of that company, yep. um, announced today that he resigned from that position as of January 16th. Uh, and will no longer be, uh, I guess, in that position. Um, yeah. So there's been a bit of a <laughs> weird situation. Like, a lot of people, not a lot of people, some people, let's call them some people, Job. Yep. D- still trying to defend him. Yeah. Which is weird. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, like... Uh, I, I, I dug into this and, uh, yeah, it's it, like, I, I knew his, he liked his edgy jokes, uh, but some of the shit he's done didn't sound like it was edgy humor. It just sounded like he was maybe, um, a despicable piece of shit. And then you tack on, like, all of this got dug up alongside, you know, the the details of his... Text uh, messages and things, right? Yeah, text messages and, like, voice recordings and stuff. Um, and, yeah, and then you've got, you know, the uh, felony-level uh, domestic violence uh, and, and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, uh, uh, all right, well... Um, so he, he, that's it. He's done, right? Like, what, what's there to defend? Um, I guess, I guess he hasn't been convicted, right? But, uh, yeah, the, like, all of that shit together is the, is the problem. It's not just the, the domestic violence charge or just, uh, the text messages or just the voice recordings. It's like everything together comes to paint this picture of someone who yeah, is kind of a scuzz bag, right? I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't really understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see like how much more this also comes out in terms of like, did Adult Swim know about it for the right, last three yeah. years? Yep. And right, it's only now that they're doing something because it's been made public. Mm. Oh, yeah. I guess there's more to the story at some point. Um, but yeah, that's where things are at this stage. All right. Um, keep going here. We've got, uh, some Blizzard news. Uh, Brian Birmingham has left Blizzard, uh, who was a, uh, a lead on most recently, like the World of Warcraft classic stuff, but he's been with the company for, was with the company for quite a while. Um, basically what happened there was it was over an employee stacking system, um, him being a manager at that company was tasked with uh, a form of grading his staff in terms of like a system of good or bad but there was no choice whether or not you could be like actually all these people are very good and mm. and they all deserve you know a bonus or they're all doing well at their jobs um the company policy was sort of like, well, you need to actually give people a bad rating because that'll affect their bonuses and their stock holdings and all that sort of stuff. And that's the way things are graded. 
Um, so it's basically like, hey, let's pretend. I don't know. Let, let's let's rank people in basketball in the NBA from yep. zero to a hundred, and it's like you know, actually, all these people are pretty good because they're in the they're in the NBA. Yeah, like not all of them at the same levels like a LeBron James, but this, this still doesn't mean they're bad at their job. Yeah, uh, right. And that's kind of the task that the, these Westbrook. managers were being given, being like, you need to rank everybody from in these different tiers. Yeah. Um, and if they fall below this peer tier, then they don't get their money. Uh, and so, like a bunch of managers have been like outskirting this system that's in place, and it's uh, the executive team put it on them a bit more this last time around and um, Brian basically said I'm not going to be doing this unless you guys change your policy yeah uh, and then so they terminated him yeah uh, no he Just left fucked. right no he was terminated he was really? going to resign oh. and he said I will uh, I will basically um, leave unless you guys change this system but until then like I'm not going to do it and so they terminated him damn yeah, stack ranking is so fucking stupid. It's such a stupid fucking system. I first learned about it when I learned about um, Jack Welch, uh, who's who's very commonly mentioned in Thirty Rock, uh, and I looked looked up why they keep talking about this Jack, whether he was a real person or not, and mm. uh, and yeah. Uh, I can't remember if he invented it or not, but he basically implemented it across all of GE and took what was a thriving company and turned it into a fucking dumpster fire of nonstop backstabbing, right? Mm. Everyone at that company turned into someone who would actively sabotage their coworkers purely because uh, it, they didn't want to be the one to get the fucking shaft, right? Uh, they just had, you don't have to, you don't have to outrun the, I don't have to outrun the bear, right? I just have to outrun Luke, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cooked in terms of, uh, corporate culture and, uh, yeah, good on Brian for fucking standing up against it, but like, holy fuck, uh, yeah. blizzard lizard, uh, king lizard vision, like, what are you fucking doing? You would you would kick someone out, <laughs> like a, a like a proper Blizzard veteran. You'd kick them out because they don't want to go along with the world's dumbest fucking management system. That is, yeah, wild. So it was uh, Bloomberg, Jason Schreier that that put this story up. Um, yeah. I got a hold of these emails, but it said basically said in the email. Um, it says, uh, Birmingham told a large group of colleagues he was resigning. He said he was then called by an HR representative to confirm his res resignation. And he then told them that he was still considering it, but that he would not work until the policy was retracted. Uh, he was then terminated, according to the email. So they Damn. <laughs> they just got rid of him. Um, anyway, so they've uh, basically... Yeah, they, they, they're continuing making themselves not look very good at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shit place to be in. Um, yeah, and it sucks because they've lost a, seems like a, I'm assuming. Well, a, like a good at, at the very least, like someone with a fucking a backbone. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, a manager who stands up for their staff. So yeah, 
Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on here. The next piece of news. The day before has been delayed to November and delisted on Steam. This is a weird story. Uh, the day before is the was the number was. one most wishlisted game mm. on Steam. Um, up until recently, it was overtaken by Hogwarts Legacy. And uh, it's it's got a weird story around this game. But basically, um, earlier today the game disappeared from the steam store entirely um the uh the company that works in this game put out a statement saying that the problem was related to steam maintenance and once the maintenance period was over it would eventually come back um steam maintenance came back and that game was still gone and like hours and hours went by and it was still not there and then <laughs> they put up a um, out a statement with a bunch of completely different information um, relating to some sort of trademark claim against the the name of the game, and therefore it's been removed from Steam at the request of the owner through Valve, um, and they're trying to sort through a bunch of logistics on it. In which case, the game has now had to be delayed, and the video they were going to put out has been delayed, and just like this weird culmination of stuff that has come out on a game that people are already very skeptical about, and uh, yeah, I guess we can, I guess what it says here is, uh, right before the release, Steam blocked our game page at the request of a private individual, uh, because of the name the day before. As you, as you know, our game was announced in January 2021. At the time of the announcement, the day before game trademark was available. After the announcement of the game, the above-mentioned individual filed out an application before us to register the game trademark the day before in the United States. Um, and then it goes on to basically say that uh, they only found out about this trademark uh, in January 19, 2023, so a couple of days ago. Uh, they were then basically had the game removed from Steam, uh, now delaying the game and also not putting out a video of the game. It's just really weird situation um, mm. because leading up to all of this, there's been speculation whether or not this has an actual game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so like... This doesn't help. They're, 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 there's like a lot of like, well, told you so, they're just... They're just delaying it again so they don't have to put anything out. Yeah. Um, which is bizarre in itself. Because they haven't taken any money. I don't understand. What's that? Like, what's the scam here? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The other thing is that, like, there are companies working with, like, NVIDIA put out a whole, like, we're doing DLSS and they're, like, a part of their CES show. Like, maybe it's a scam, but surely someone has seen this game, right? Surely. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's super weird. Yeah. I mean, the bizarre thing to me is the... The... Them saying it was something else beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so the statement here, this is on their discussion page on... Um, on their, their Steam page. It yep. says here, We are currently experiencing minor technical difficulty with our game's visibility on the Steam store. This is a known bug that has affected multiple titles, titles in the past. Please know that Steam regularly conducts maintenance on Tuesday, and this issue will be 
will likely be resolved during this time. And then, like, like but, what? Uh, yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, this other thing comes out, and you're like, "What is right. what?" Did they I mean, potentially. Know? Let's put, let's let's say sure. maybe that's sure. what happened. They thought all it was right. a Steam bug, and then Steam was like, "Actually, actually, we've had a fucking request to take it down." Huge fucking idiots! You didn't trademark your own game. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're not a US based company, so they didn't trademark yeah. it in the yeah. US. Which still, they're also an indie studio, so maybe that was a mistake. But, um. Nvidia didn't fucking say anything. Like I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. this is some like cyber squatting shit, right? right? This is what it sounds like. Probably, probably. Yeah. It's just fucking weird, man. All of it's fucking weird, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know what I've seen in that game, and I haven't seen a lot, but it looks yeah. cool. It looks cool. <laughs> I was, I was interested. Yeah. Uh, I was hyped about the top top wish listed game that I've not seen anything on. <laughs> uh now i would call myself skeptical yeah yeah um so i don't know we'll see what happens when this thing rolls around i mean if it gets delayed again there's got to be something going on because it was coming out real soon this is the game that was supposed to be coming out last year end of last year they said they're porting it over to unreal engine 5 um and it was pretty close to being done uh so within the, the next six months we must we should know whether or not this game's bullshit or not yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else we have here? Oh, some exciting Microsoft news. We should have probably backed this up. Uh, Microsoft has cut over 10,000 staff mm. at their company um, after a, a bad quarter. And a bunch of those people will be at uh, Xbox Game Studios and Bethesda, um, which relates to Xbox being like, you know, the co coalition and. And yeah. they're sort of extra game shoes got floating around. Um, yeah, the uh, the financials came out today. They made uh, extra two percent revenue on last quarter, so huge losses for them. Yeah, obviously things aren't going well for them. I think it was like a um, couple billion dollars or some stupid thing they made right. in revenue. Uh, I don't know, or fifty-two million dollars. I don't know. Anyway, they made money. Yeah, they were up on last quarter. But they and didn't they're now make. deciding to let go of 10,000 people, yeah. which is fucked. Yeah, it's cooked. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking rat shit. Uh, mm. Yeah, that sucks a lot. Yeah. Um, in saying that, though, the uh, Xbox sales revenue is down 13% on last quarter. Yep. Um, so hardware sales down. That's a surprising one for me because it's Christmas period. You th would think that stuff would be up because people yeah. are buying consoles and, you and know, Christmas presents. Hardware so was actually available. Yeah. Hardware was available. Instead, yeah. their hardware was down by 13. That's got to be worrying for them. I, I suppose. Think. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're in like, um, uh, we, I think we're getting pretty close to like mid generation sort of times. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, they're, they're pushing hard on, on game pass and that sort of stuff. You, yeah, I don't know. Those numbers are a bit concerning. So we'll see what results now. But anyway, that that sort of stuff sucks. Um, and yeah, should people shouldn't lose their jobs when they're making that company's making money, like a fuckload of money. I think is yeah. the term. Yeah, yeah. Another yeah. company who's not making money though is Ubisoft. Uh, mm. Bad, 
bad financial results. They've uh, they cancelled three games that were unannounced, mm-hmm. and uh, Skull of Bones, the game everyone's looking forward to, was delayed yet again. <laughs> we're talking about a game that doesn't exist. I think it's this one. We gotta go back to when this game was first announced. I guarantee you. I saw this game. It was a fucking game at E3. They had it there. It was playable. <laughs> when was that, Luke? When was that? Yeah. Um, 2019. 2019. Unbelievable. No, no, sorry. That's something else. I'm looking at. That was a d- an adaption of something. Um, 2017. 2017. Amazing. 2019 was way too soon. I yeah, thought 2017. So, but still. Fucking hell. Oh bananas. my god! Absolutely it's so good. Uh, I got invited to the technical alpha. Nice. Uh, I'm I'm almost intrigued enough to do it, but it's under a very heavy MBA, NDA, so I wouldn't be able to fucking talk about it. <laughs> so w- w- I don't know. I'd basically just be doing it for to satisfy uh, my own like curiosity. Yeah, yeah morbid curiosity. You'd be yeah. like, ah. Oh. Huh. 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 Well, I'm going to play some Thieves, Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, okay. We'll find out whether that's a, a we, game. Um, uh, on top of that, though, this is the fucking cuckoo thing. Yep. Uh, okay, Yves yep. jumps on Blast and, and blames poor sales on developers. Uh, probably not the thing you want to do. Anyway. Yeah. The... Um, so basically, things like uh, what was the last Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope didn't sell well. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, that wasn't the developer's fault because that, yeah, like <laughs> from all accounts, that's a really good game. Um, and so like putting and and Just Dance didn't sell either. Yep. And it's like I don't think that's developers' problems anyway. So he went and talked about that, like developers need to to step up and you know the ball is in your court type of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so they are they're protesting now yep so fuck you like, and good on them. yeah that was such a fucking oof maybe stop putting out garbage fucking games that that like aren't actually good they aren't putting they're out skull good. and bones <laughs> oh that's yeah I mean but stop trying to make games that aren't good like, they tried the to take your advice Luke god you get into about that as well. Yeah. Just on his ass about everything. <laughs> All right. And the last piece of news here is Mass Effect related. The uh, lead writer for Mass Effect 2 and 3, uh, Mac Walters, has left Bioware after 19 years, going on to other things. Um, so he was, yeah, the lead writer of Mass Effect 2 and 3, uh, worked on other games after that, like Anthem, um, was working on, he was the lead narrative, I think. No, lead director on Andromeda, uh, and then was recently working on the Dragon Age game that we don't yet know anything about. Um, so one of the old guard that was back back yeah. there when like one of the originals, Casey Hudson's yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, like uh, I don't know, that dude wrote some good games. Those, yes. those, despite what you think of the ending of mass effect 3 hmm. still really good yeah although the, like the overall 
all three of those games add up to something fantastic. I keep thinking I should go back and play the the trilogy remake. Yeah, they they're, I I played them when they I didn't play through them, but I played a bit of them. They they're still good. Yeah, yeah. But who you has go the visit time? Planet Joby? Remember? I don't know, right? How good is that? It's so good. Or Planet Job. Uh, Planet Job. Yes. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, like 19 years. That's a fucking, that's a good Long innings, time. eh? Mm. Fuck me. A couple good games under your belt. Exactly. Yeah, one or two stinkers, but who's counting? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that the, the writing part wasn't his fault, obviously, for, for that. Oh, no, he, he, was, he was the lead on Andromeda, yeah. so yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. yeah. Also, he, probably wasn't he, there for, I feel like it was EA's fault on that one. You get the paycheck, you get the blame. That's how yeah. it goes. Um, I think that it was, he was it was his fault that the fucking remember the I always remember the gif of the guy walking around fucking spectacular the <laughs> eyeballs I always remember the eyeballs yeah Fuck. I mean it was a little janky when I played I still I still had fun with it yeah um, and I, it definitely got to a place where it was a lot better but you love yeah. garbage so I do Who love garbage tell? games you fucking keep talking about fucking your dark dark pictures anthology or whatever fuck keep dark bringing souls. it up I try. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. All right. Well, that is the news for this week. We, you know, we haven't done it in a while. Questions. Do we have any questions or do we want to go through questions? We're we'll cracking on here. Questions. We do have questions. Um, uh, December 5th. That can't be it. Uh, Veldar. Hey, gang. Can you roast my song another day on the pod? Uh, FFO, what does FFO mean? I don't know. Gorillas, Thundercats, six string bass, shenanigans. Um, I, we can't do it right now. Maybe we'll do it next week when we can actually listen to it. Because we can't do it, we can't listen live. Uh, like, Luke can barely fucking look at me through the camera. There's no way no, this is happening. If I look at you at the camera, I'm looking at it like this. This that looks stop weird, it. right? He keeps looking up. It's very no, I'm, that's where I'm. That's I got a huge fucking monitor, and that's where my camera is. Like this, you can't help with flex. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll do it next week. Uh, a more game centric question: Do you think the huge budgets involved in AAA games has stunted any mass adoption of new video game genres, or was that always coming from the indie scene? And the jump from 2D to the first and second generation of 3D was a rare once-off for game genre progression. Uh, okay. Huge budgets involved in AAA. Stunted mass adoption of new video game genres. Like, generally, the huge budget budgets do lead to a, a large degree of risk-averse behaviors. Uh, so, yes. Uh, like, yes, but... Uh, I think, like, not necessarily the indie scene was do what was doing what was. No, I think it's indie scene. Forward. Yeah, Fortnite. Fortnite. Sorry, not Fortnite. Like yeah, PUBG Fortnite from uh, Among Us, um, Minecraft. Like the the really big games you think of, and then how then like how many battle royale games have we seen now? From yeah, from yeah, like what PUBG did and. Not from PUBG, though. This is what I was about to say before you cut me off, motherfucker. PUBG did it. Fortnite stole it. Modders. 
Modders is what I was going to say. Modders have pushed uh, as much of mm. this uh, of this new genre sure. adoption as the indie scene. I think. Yeah. Um, DC survival games. Uh, yeah, like uh, battle royale. PUBG was stolen from yeah. or created at first. Auto chess. Uh, auto chess. Counter Strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah Counter Strike. Like Go back Dota. To the 90s. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like that. So, like, AAA games will f- try to find some way to do these these new genres well, but it's always been pretty rare to see a, uh, a AAA game actually do the genre thing. And when we do see it, generally it has resulted in some of the greatest games of all fucking time right like deus ex uh did the imsim in a way that uh we'd never really seen before uh, to such a level you know obviously the uh definitely one of the ultimate games like seven six i don't know felt like it was heading in that direction but uh deus ex what fucking did it um Grand Theft Auto, right? Uh, that's a that's a genre unto itself now, right? And that that was GTA Three was pretty AAA, uh, and and the Souls games, I suppose, would be the big uh, examples of the AAA games that have really shaped their own genres in a way that has changed the rest of the industry impacted the rest of the industry uh, but most of the time yeah the indie scene or modders I think um, yeah good question we will check out your song for next week yeah uh, I've had a look here it says FFO which means um, the fans of Gorillaz he's oh, talking about the, okay. the band's Gorillaz right you idiots right <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know how I would do this. We'd have to like tee it up at the same time and then I would have to sync it and then play it for people. Because otherwise it'd just be fucking you and I sitting here in silence. That's what I, That's why I don't, I don't want to do it right now because I, I figure it will play exactly like that and it'll be weird. Yeah. Um, we'd have to f- I think I'd need to sync us up somehow and then play it yeah. while we listen to it. And so we'll have to look into some it. Shit. Yeah. Uh, but good question, Veldar. Then we've got... <laughs> Gray Squirrel says, at Nacho's Justice, fun question mark? And then it says, it's a picture of Nacho's Justice played Company Heroes 3 playtest for the first time. So clearly, Squirrel's in the wrong fucking channel. Uh, Nacho's Justice says, haha, it just loaded up to see, I just loaded it up to see if it ran better than the last time it played. I played it. It did. There's also a tutorial. There's no question there. That's fucking upsetting. Um, at least, loves that shit. At least Squirrel's like got a fucking up. question. Firing um, up random games to see how they run now. Yeah, he loves it. He's got the fucking beast. You probably love it too, you fucking you snooty <laughs> cunt. Um, and then Jack T writes, can confirm the 5800X3D was very much worth it. Oh, this is in relation to a question 
Jack asked late last year, consistently getting 40 to 60% more frames. That's awesome, Jack, but this is the fucking questions channel, mate. So you can't be fucking not asking a question in the questions channel. Nachos doesn't get a fucking, doesn't get away with it just because he's on the fucking podcast. I'm going to kick him in the fucking dick next time I see him. And that's what's coming your way too, Jack. Not really, we're not advocating violence, uh, but Nachos is going to get it. Anyway, those are the questions. That would be the podcast. Nice. That was the podcast, Job. We nailed it. Two and a half hours. We're back, baby. Oh, we're back. Um, anything you want to plug for this week? Or we've already given a shout out to some... Yeah, go check out the reviews and review of Forspoken. I think it's pretty good. And uh, this weekend, player2.net.au is doing their uh, their charity gaming marathon for the Terry Campisi Foundation. Uh, so go give them a watch. Uh, on the weekend, they're giving away prizes and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's cool stuff. I like, I like that they do that. Nice. What about you? Luke? Um, for me, you can go to gamepo.com, check out uh, my Atomic Heart preview and other things that I got up there mm. soon. Some details some that you didn't really talk about on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, probably a lot of them. Um, all right. Well, there you go. That was a podcast for this year. That's it. This we're, year. we're done. Yeah. Oh, we're done for the year. Nice. Wow. <laughs> I'm not break. even drunk. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. People don't want the, the sober. Um, you're going to find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, all the places you get your podcast from. Except for the, the, the Spotify uh, Game of the Year one didn't go up. So if you listen on Spotify and you're like, oh, they didn't do a Game of the Year show. Yeah. Uh, that's because it seems like Spotify, um, they, they, they put a... They, they know how long we go and so for, they were like hey anything uh, over 12 hours yeah. doesn't get listed um, yeah. so if you are listening on Spotify and you didn't hear our game of the year show and you want to go check that out uh, go to our website thegapodcast.com we've got links to other ways you can listen to the show there um, and we've, we've got the, the podcast up there I, uh, I have no idea what, what happened there but I'm assuming they just don't let certain hours go past on that thing um, right. it must be like 12 hours or something so anyway yeah. um, go check that out somewhere else uh, you can also find our discord page thegapodcast.com slash discord uh, we talk about all sorts of things uh, I don't know video games TVs movies books food everything computer parts all that fun stuff on there you can yes. also jump in and play video games with people um, like the forest or, mm. or whatever else is the, the game of the week that we're doing at I've that stage just playing Dead Space and it's a pretty solo effort so uh, I haven't been jumping in with others recently but uh, yeah yep. um, and you can also go to uh, like I said our website thegapodcast.com it's going to links to all our social media pages on there past episodes Job's uh, is your video up there? I haven't been on the uh, site in a while I, is it still working? yeah the site's still working Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, at least at least is that. But I haven't put the spoken one up yet. But it will be up before this is listenable. So I don't yeah. know why I'm talking. Nice. Uh, that is all. Thanks to our Patreon members. You can help support the show. Go to Patreon.com/slash GA Podcast. You can become a recurring member. I think we I think we uh, showed some love for them at the end of the last episode. I think we did. Don't you remember. Know, only you would know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't fucking no know. 
Uh, but in case we didn't, thank you very much. You know how I get when I'm <laughs> super drunk. I was probably really nice. You were crawling on the floor. I know. I, swear. I know. But I'm like really nice and crawling on the floor. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we do. Thank you so much. We love you so much. Yep. Um, and that is it for this week. I think we got... Yeah, we'll have some more stuff next week. We got some, some secrets, I think. Oh, Potentially. Okay. Yeah, okay. Nice. Maybe not. Nice. I'm not sure. That makes one there. of us. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we'll talk about some more Dead Space um, and a few other things that are coming out. It'll be busy. We're back. Uh, it's, it's a pretty stacked on Q1. Yeah. Um, it's got some stuff. Hogwarts is out soon. There's like Diablo's out this half of this year. Final Fantasy. True. Sons uh, of the Forest. Sons of the Forest. Zelda is a Zelda. this year. Zelda. Fucking hell. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a good year. What a, I think it's going to be better than last year. Oh. I mean... Everything in last year just got the fuck out of the way of the that one thing, that yeah. one big thing. But yeah, yeah. Um, and so this year it should be. Uh, I don't know. Feels like it's going to be a lot more better games. And there's a uh, Xbox uh, showcase tomorrow. We'll hear about True. Redfall uh, and uh, a few other games. Yep. And we'll talk about that next week as well. So there you go. Nice. Uh, good to be back. Thank you everyone for listening, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Love you. Bye. I'll stay safe. Thank you.